claiming that I've had an Ambien hangover all day. I, I've got, I, I don't know, I hardly ever take Ambien, but um, night before last, I could not sleep. I, I fell asleep at five o'clock in the morning. That's how long it took me. So I, and I was able to sleep for two hours. So last night, I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm taking an Ambien. So mm-hmm. I think I took an Ambien at 1030 and I don't even remember what happened after that. <laughs> the next thing I know, it's seven o'clock in the morning, which is great, you know. <laughs> But I also have this just weird, I've been in a weird, like I, it's almost like, am I in a dream or is this real? It's everything's just a little like, not, not surreal, but just muted in a way that's like, is this real life? What's going on yeah, here? Like there's a filter on everything. Yeah. So that's just my disclaimer. I can't say I feel much, very much different. I've been in, um, my brain is drained because I did those on sites. Oh God. And those were all day events. I had um, some today, but they weren't. Or I had some this week, but they were not. Those all days. They were not all day. Like all that. days, just eight hours of just nonstop. Like the the kind of eight hours where they bring in lunch and you're kind of still on. Oh the my gosh, that's even worse. Lunch. It's like we <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't want to lose track of you. We didn't oh, want you to leave horrible. and get hit by a bus. You're, you're going to stay right here. Yeah, no breaks. No breaks on top of no breaks on top of no breaks. We'll tell you when you can pee. We're going to, not only are we going to tell you when you can eat, but you're not going to get to take even a mental break or a visual break. You have to stay in here and continue to look at us and hear us and smell us and you don't get any break whatsoever. <laughs> you got to get all these senses involved, right? And usually they, half the time they just order for you. If you're lucky, you'll get someone to show you a menu of some like, crappy deli or something. Well, this was interesting because this is the first time I've ever had to do this, but the client sent, because the client bought us lunch, but they... They sent out like I guess Jason's Deli has this ordering thing for groups, and so they send you a link, and you can add your order to the link, so you get to pick what okay. you want. Yeah, it's Jason's Deli, but Jason's is pretty um, good. As long as you can find something you like on Jason's Deli, you can pick something. So, although you know, I've I've noticed before, even on places that I normally like the restaurant, they have some special program for these group lunches, mm-hmm. and it's not the same product. It's like it's it's dumbed down. Thanks. Well, the interesting thing is um, the first time the link came to me, it was a very limited menu. Then the second, because she set up a, another one for the second day, but it had just about everything on the menu. And just, so apparently when you set that up, you can configure what. Uh, what's available. What's yeah. available. Yeah. You can say nothing more expensive than nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> why is there nothing available except for a kid's ham sandwich? I don't understand this. <laughs> I was disappointed, though, because the first day I picked a box and the box came with a cookie. And the second day, it wasn't a box. It was just like a custom config sandwich, and it didn't come with a cookie. I was disappointed. Because I needed the sugar. At some point, I was like, oh, I wish I had some sugar right now. Because I just was, after lunch and hitting that top of the hour mark, um, I was I was done. My brain couldn't absorb any more information. My notes were starting to suffer. Um, I don't know. So I thought we'd talk about that. <laughs> How do you feel about these long meetings oh well how do you think i feel about them john i think everyone knows how i, I think feel you love these. them i think you just you're this gung-ho full of energy type of guy that loves to go in there those oh, all-day yeah. meetings that's me I, I can't say that it was unnecessary I, I think we covered a lot and it was actually for the most part and i know you 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 will not agree with my statement on this because you don't find these type of projects run this way uh sorry about that <laughs> Hit the mic. To be, I didn't realize we had a gong in here. I was, <laughs> I was gesturing, and people can't see me gesture, but I was gesturing because we can hear it now. <laughs> that's what I'll do. I'll just there you go. That's me gesturing. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was Is that it, what you call it. I felt it was pretty productive, and these were. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, damn it! I can never get a thought out because you. Just I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, I said continue. 
I don't want to now. No, kidding. If I don't continue, Jeremy will take over. That's true. He doesn't like silence. Nope. Well, so, why Why would I? It's a podcast. It's a show. Maybe some people need a break. They need a breather. They don't want to hear our voices. That's what the pause button's for. Oh. Again, this is a podcast. Yeah. Hey, they, they've got, um, if they're using overcast, they can cut out all those, the silences and everything. It'll just jump and it'll yeah, just... Well, a lot of people they don't, don't even notice it. Uh, I noticed the, the that. Other, for the other 90% of our listeners. Then, I noticed that. Yeah. Anyways, um, I was I felt it was pretty productive. I felt the person running the meetings did a great job of sticking to gathering requirements and not getting ahead of themselves and starting to design on the fly. Um, even when customer when the client asked very specific questions about how does Salesforce do this, um, she kind of answered it, but in a really vague enough way where you weren't committing to anything or even trying to solution. Is this someone I know? Um, I don't know. Okay. It's someone I hadn't worked with before, but apparently a lot of people know her and worked with her. And I was actually quite impressed with the way Interesting. it, it turned out because I felt like we were really just getting requirements. We were understanding what their day-to-day was. We weren't getting into, well, in Salesforce, this is what you do. In Salesforce, this is what you do. And right, here's a demo. Right. And, and if, if you wanted that, and then the whole meeting's wasted because we're sitting there talking about how activities work. Yeah. And what, how, when you get a pop-up and what button you push and all that. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Um, yeah. Hit, hit me up on the back channel here and let me know who that was. I'm curious. Yeah, that's that's a tough thing to do. Actually, that's really tough to because you can't you can't do requirements in a vacuum either. You have to to some degree talk. You know, be you have to think of your requirements a little bit in terms of what's actually possible, or yeah. you know, or if we have existing constraints, right? <clears throat> we know that we're we have a hundred licenses of Salesforce Enterprise, for example, or we mm-hmm. know that we're doing this or that. I mean, so you have to. To some degree, it, it helps to know what your constraints are. I mean, you're not you're not doing this in a vacuum, right? This is not just some. You don't get to design your own world. I mean, here are the constraints, right? Okay? So within that, um, yeah, within within those constraints, though, try to stick to what the requirements are. Whether you want, whether you're thinking just like what what's the business trying to get out of this or whatever, and and that's tough too because I like I kind of like the story approach. I mean, it seems to be popular now. As people like to talk about stories, they seem mm-hmm. to be uh, you know the new use case, I guess. But use cases have the same problem, which are they're kind of design in a way. I mean, you are designing the system. Yeah, I think I think as you're hearing the story or hearing, you know, your the feedback or the answer to the question that you asked, in the back of your head, you're kind of putting it in a box. You're like, that's probably activity box. So that's probably a, a, a use case for cases. Yep. Or that might be a community thing or that's a service thing. You're, you're kind of in your head doing that. Yeah. Um, the danger is, is, Going that step further and saying, "Oh well, I think that could be cases, and we could use cases." And w- when you do, when you use cases, you can do this, this, and this, and this, and then you derail the whole conversation. Now right. it's not about what they need or what their current process is or what their pain points are. Now you're you're just designing the system, yep. and it's just the wrong format for right. that. Yep, I agree. No, that's good. Anytime you have someone who can who can wade through those waters and can keep it somewhat on track, that's that's uh, a mark of a uh, seasoned professional, I would say. I think so, um, and had a good amount of experience. I think, in fact, I thought of this whenever um, I was listening to the conversation. I was like, you know, this this person actually has a lot of good business experience, not just not just they uh, not just they got their Trailhead certification last week, and now they're now they're Salesforce. I mean, they were able to speak to situations and scenarios, not from I guess from an experience perspective, not so much. Oh, this is what other clients did, and here's what you should do. It was kind of. I've seen that, or here's the experience I've had with that, or you know, when questions got to be that specific, there was an answer at least, or at least some some kind of display of expertise. Yeah. Um, so I found that kind of refreshing. It was it was actually 
despite the long meeting, I wish I, I have a love hate relationship with it because I, I I don't mind that it was two full days because otherwise it would have been four half days. And that's and that's that's when I have to bend a little bit. I mean, I, I understand why we need these really dense you mm. know, meetings. Um, I, I do have like ideals. I mean, and I I, I don't I, mean, I don't have this uh, codified anywhere, but you know how about. Um, how about we split? We have four days, four hours of meetings per day. I mean, eight hours is just I can't even I can't even work by myself for eight hours, more <laughs> or less with a bunch of other people, um, just in an uncomfortable environment. It's uncomfortable. You can't pick your nose when you want to. You can't go to the bathroom when you want to. You yeah. You can't get up and walk around when you want to. You know, you can't just go grab a snack when you want to. You can't get some coffee when you, you know it's all. And you always have to be on your, you know, you always have to be sitting out on your best behavior and just, and you have to have, always have to be listening because someone's always talking. Not just that, but people are interrupting each other. People are talking over each other. And that just taxes the brain yeah. way more than normal. <clears throat> and eight hours of that is too much in one day. So I would say like, so let's split it up. Let's do two, two meetings in the morning, or sorry, two hours in the morning with a 15 minute break between those two hours, by the way, minimum, mm-hmm. and two hours in the afternoon. Yeah. Like maybe, um, you know, nine to 11. And one to three. Nice long lunch break. Yeah, plus, you can get back. Because people, they got other work to do, too. They need to get back and check email and, like, get some things done for some, send some stuff out someone was waiting on or whatever. I mean, just this eight hours is just, and I, you know, or and I understand if, like, if people have, like, flown into town for this and you only have a day or two, I understand sometimes you have to. It's just not ideal. Like, you're not going to get as much out of it as as if you split it up some and give people, they'll be fresher. You'll, you'll have more quality time. It also gives people to get away from the group and think by themselves. Your brain kind of digests some of that stuff. Yeah. And especially if, if that's caused you to split this across more days by splitting, by only doing four hours a day, if it's caused you that, then you, then you have the whole sleep thing where you like your brain like, digests all the stuff from the day and yeah. the next day, like you're so much fresher and you think about things than from a fresh perspective and you've got, you got, you know, a different aspect or, you know, you just have different ideas. Well, okay. So I'm going to challenge you on that because I, I think that is the ideal. That is what we want to happen. That's what we think is going to happen. But here's the reality. And I, I also thought of this. I was like, I wish this was kind of half days because um, it's actually a client here local. So I, I didn't have to really travel anywhere. Um, but here's the problem, because as soon as I was done with them, even though it was like five, six, I was going home and doing other work. And that's exactly what would happen if it was a half day. I would finish off with them. I would go and do my other stuff because I I. But you know, I, I have all this other stuff to but do. But that's by my design. I, I think that's good. You're taking a break and thinking about something else. I don't know. Part part of me is like, well... Even if it's not a break break, I mean, it's just... It does reduce the amount of rehashing you'd have to do. Because if, if, you, if you split that up into four days, four half days, then the next day you're like, okay, here's where we left off yesterday. So now your 30 minutes is 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 due to review. And then yeah, you get that, into it. And then you do another day. I think that's exaggerated. I don't know. Is it? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe if you have just, to do thirty minutes of review, then I, um, I just picked a number out of my ass, and that's and I think it's exaggerated. I mean, I think five minutes, maybe, but I don't know. Some of it's just probably different folks or different strokes for different folks. Um, I definitely, I mean, I, you'd start to lose me before the hour mark even hits. I, I just cannot <laughs> focus on someone for that long. Well, I need it, mental breaks. I take walks three or four times a day, short ones. I've got to have breaks. Jeremy does. Jeremy actually. Walks around our ponds. I'll put my shoes. I'll put my shoes. He he has like a separate pair of shoes. Tennis shoes on. I'll go walk around for ten minutes, and you know it's good for my body. It's good for my brain. People that don't pay attention to their brain and their body that they concern me. These people. This is not a healthy way to work. These also people who don't sleep enough. They, you know, and they and they're always you know interesting the the correlation here, but there always seems to be seems to be the one that can't ever get their work done. They're always fighting fires. Mm. 
you know. And people like that are also, notice, they never seem to be high up in management. They never, their career does not progress like other people do. Gosh, you're describing me. What are you saying about me? <laughs> well, I'm uh, always tired. Uh, lately, I've been late on my deliverables because I'm always tired and I've got too much to do. Um, what else? Maybe you need to start with the man in the mirror. Going to make a change. It's going to feel good, John. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, that's interesting. I had, I had some um, some on-site meetings with clients this week. They're, yeah, I don't want to It's better when it. you don't have to travel. Well, yeah, travel is just horrible. Especially when you're doing, I mean, traveling is bad enough when you're doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible, though, for business. It's just, it's so bad. What's security and just, and how airlines are just so, they're so cutthroat and it's just such, it's so miserable. Everyone hates it. You know, the people are gross. They do gross things on airplanes. Oh, yeah. They take, take their shoes and socks off, oh, clip their fingernails. Of course, farting is just constant farting. Yes. It's, you know, it's just a thing. My I, last two flights, I, it just seems like right when we're landing or like when you're coming down from the elevation, <laughs> what, what do you... You're descending. 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 Oh, someone, so someone literally was was uh, was uh, calibrating their their internal pressure and their external pressure. They were okay. Oh, and then, and then I had to be, I had to I don't know how you, how your brain works, but I, my brain always goes to the he who smelt it dealt it situation, and so I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating. I'm going like this. I'm holding my nose. I'm exaggerating that I smell it and I'm pissed off about it because I don't want people to look to think it's me. Because it's in my 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 area. It's yeah. in my 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 radius. No, the, the rule is the the person who does that. The person that goes to their seatmate and says, "Hey, do you smell that?" That's the person that farted. <laughs> so you you can't do that. You just have to pretend like you smell nothing. No, I'm going to make it obvious. I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna be like. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I make it really aware that I'm uncomfortable because I smell something and it wasn't me. Don't blame me. Yeah, there, I remember uh, this was a year or two ago, but someone got kicked off an airplane because they were throwing fits about someone farting. So much that they got kicked off the airplane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta love business travel. Got any travel? I avoid. I mean, I I get away with traveling so little nowadays. It's it's awesome. What's wrong? I'm glad I had a Kleenex that was. My want, nose was. I'm not even sure I want to hear about it. Yeah, you don't. <clears throat> Sorry, I take these shots and they trigger me. Yeah, whatever. It's all in your head. Uh, anyway, let's see. What have I got here? I, I, I have a question for you. You, you want to talk more about your meetings or, I mean, they're, I don't know. Was there a point to that other than just like kind of letting us know the pain you went through? Well, it was, it was a mixture of pain. It was, it was kind of like a sweet and sour. There was, there was moments of this was refreshing and there were moments of this was Is painful. this a good client? You know, that was the other thing. The client seems to be really well organized, really down to earth. Um, they were organized, really well organized, and they ha- they had our equivalent on their side there in the right places. So I didn't feel like we wasted a lot of conversation on people who didn't know what was going on. Um, they had someone who took charge, and if conversation started to go down something that was should have been internal, they stopped it really quickly. And I found that extremely refreshing. Because uh, that doesn't always happen. Oh, you were there just, isn't always someone there to say, that's an internal discussion. Go off somewhere else and do that. You're right. wasting our time. And there was someone to do that. So, well, You're working with the antithesis of my current client. <laughs> Is that the one I've been hearing stories of? And considering I have about three current clients, uh, that at least protects the innocent to some degree. But <laughs> that's you know, the other thing. I mean, you know have, who you are, though. We have to kind of be really vague. I know. 
Well, I have a question for you. I, you know, I saw one, I've heard of these things before. Salesforce has these things called accelerators, I think, or there's a couple of different programs. One of them is called an accelerator and there's <laughs> something else that's like fire or lightning, you know, themed. But someone was asking about it in the Slack and I saw this conversation. I just wanted to ask you, like, what the hell is this accelerator thing? And have you ever experienced one? I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think I'm doing one. I think I'm building one. Are you being accelerated or are you accelerating? I think I'm building an accelerator. I don't think if, that's, if I don't think we're talking about the same thing. If accelerators are what I think they are, they're, it's almost like a, at least the way it's been presented to me for this thing I'm building is, is we're building something specific to an industry that has a lot of pre-built functionality. And they've been calling it that an accelerator because basically you, install, you, I mean, you Salesforce sign your in Salesforce and then you install this application. Is Salesforce your client? No. Okay. But but this is for Salesforce clients. So sales, uh, so let's say it's an industry. Let's say it's a, I, don't, I don't know food service, and you build this thing that's this application that's geared towards food service. It has all the integrations that they need. It has all the the data elements they need. It's organized the way they want, and it's it's been presented to me as that's an accelerator because you just install it and they're ready to go. I, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, they may. I mean, accelerators obviously. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just that's what someone presented to me, and as something that I'm working with. To build, like, and that's just, what they called it. Yeah, let's, let's go into the segment of the show we call live Googling during a podcast. Salesforce Accelerator. I think it's a program. Accelerators. No, isn't oh training services and training. Yeah, it is it's a training, it's a service they have. Oh. Now, let me tell you what I thought it was, and then we'll maybe we can get into what the hell it actually is. All right. Um, because I just found their website. But what I thought it was, because I've had clients that have done this. And I don't think they even paid for it. I think, I'm not sure if you generally do pay for it, if sometimes Salesforce comes in and does it for free. I know if if Salesforce is trying to get some clients on a new a thing they have, a new service, or they're, maybe it's something that's kind of in a piloting or beta. Sometimes Salesforce will just come in, and I don't know if it's under the accelerator program or something else, but they'll just, um, it's like, they basically just give you like, you know, hundreds of hours of free consulting by these engineers or consultants who have been trained up on this, whatever this latest thing is, right? So it's kind of mm-hmm. f- do a free project for you. And I think sometimes you, you know, a lot of times you, you pay for it. It's so like, you're like, hey, I want to accelerate. And it's just Salesforce gives you this, supposedly a good team of people. And you just, uh, you know, and it's, and apparently, because again, the, I, I saw this discussion in the Slack and they were saying, yeah, yeah, they, they can be good. It can be good, but you have to really have a defined, you have to have a really defined project. Then Salesforce will come in and just supposedly like, you know, execute it or whatever. I thought that was just part of Premier Support, though. Isn't no, it's it? separate. Premier Support, first of all, that's biggest misnomer ever. That, that's just someone who, like, yeah, you give them a list of custom fields they'll create for you, something like that. So Premier Support is not, and I, I don't know, I suppose you get a better SLA on your responses, but... Well, no, I just I just this is like, no, this is an on-site of, team of, like, engineers and consultants and stuff. That's, that's professional services. I, this is weird. It, it, okay. The world is not just black and white. So, so yeah, Salesforce has a professional services division that does like three hundred million dollars a year or something like that, or maybe maybe even actually maybe maybe like five hundred million or more than that. The giant, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Salesforce professional services probably dwarfs their even their biggest, you know, uh, who is it? Like a, a Accenture or one of these, one of these uh, giant ones. Uh, but anyway, no, the Accelerator is a is a program within. I don't know if it lives within PS or not, but it's if it is, it's a it's a subset. It's a, it's a very targeted thing, a certain way of working. But let me read, so hmm. let me read this. So Salesforce accelerators offer premier success customers. You have to be a premier success customer. Uh, it, that's funny. That's like claiming, claiming victory there, huh? 
Uh, it gives them a fast path to results with targeted engagements to solve specific business challenges. So it kind of is almost, it's almost like you're, you're putting a, hat, a nice little package and a bow around PS, doesn't it? It's, you know, it is, it's, it's value pricing professional services. It's probably a fixed cost. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have very specific parameters and they'll, mm-hmm. uh, they'll convince you that how valuable it is and do it at 10 X their own cost. <laughs> <laughs> and but that's it, value pricing. <laughs> but it's, pro- but ha- I mean, it, that's config though, right? That's config and engineering and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, the stuff that you do, the stuff that I do, the stuff that <laughs> this person you were just talking about does. It's yeah. Yeah. So 10 to one that they have an app, they have an industry and they have an app around that and they install it and then they, they tweak no, it. No, that's John, that's not what this is at all. No, I don't mean an app in the, tra- I mean, an app is in it as a package. No, it's not a package. No, no. Okay. Anyway. As usual, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> this is an awesome podcast. <laughs> All right. I have, uh, I, have, I have another thing to talk to you about. It has nothing to do with Salesforce. We're kind of maybe tangentially. But I, I feel like I've been on a quest forever to find... Um, I'm always experimenting with these different... Like the web conference software. So, you know, the join me's and go to meeting and WebEx yeah. and all that stuff. And I've been on join me for a while. Like I looked at my billing history and realized how long it was. Because uh, there, at the time, when I, I remember when I switched to Join Me, there, there were things about the WebEx, and it's kind of just, the, I mean, the big ones at the time were WebEx and Join Me. And there, of course, there's, there's always these smaller ones like ReadyTalk. Who else existed? Uh, I don't know. But uh, those, those other ones were kind of, ex- I was you know, paying this on my own. Those, the other ones were like, you know, at the time, it was like, you know, 50 bucks a month was the minimum you could pay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think Join Me was a little cheaper. It was like 25 bucks a month or something like that. And it seemed, you know, it seemed kind of agile and quick and one one is bulky and heavy. But it turns out that, you know, and Join Me has been okay, but uh, more and more I've had problems with like the con- the actual audio part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not been great, and I've noticed like especially on this 5K screen, if, if you share your screen, you have a 5K sc- screen. Um, some of these things that you when you're screen sharing really slow your computer down a ton. I don't know if they just have a, they have a hard time with that many pixels or what. I but think they do. I, I sometimes Skype will change is my bad. resolution. Skype is bad. Join Me is bad. Go to meetings bad. Well, a couple months ago, I I started playing with Zoom. You ever seen Zooms? I think it's Zoom.us is there. Yes, I have. I don't think I like it. So there's things I didn't like about it at first. So one 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 option that I wish they didn't have is you can actually set it up so that when you start a meeting and people join, it automatically shares their webcam, turns it on and shares it. Yeah. But that's turns out that's a presenter option. So I just leave that off. Like it does not automatically share anyone's webcam. But it's got it's actually really feature rich. It seems to be what it's about as frictionless as it you can get in terms of like if someone joins your meeting for the first time, you don't have to like download a zip file, unzip the zip file, and then run run an installer, give it administrator access, all that. You know, like it doesn't have it's. It seems have, to be a I, much. I have a Zoom app on my machine because when I used it, I had to install it. Okay, no, they, they do install them. So these things okay. all do. I think they have to just because if not, there's they don't there's not enough permission to to. I think like uh, GoTo can run in a browser unless you need to present. Yeah, that's like, I think yeah. I've, I've seen that with other ones. But anyway, the um, the latency on Zoom seems to be really low, as in good. Very low, both both the screen sharing latency and mm. the audio latency and audio quality is really good. In fact, I'd played with this one called Meet Space a while back, M-E-E-T. And it's it's pretty good. It's actually designed to use the browser's native functionality. So the the browsers that support what's the um, is it RTM? Uh, what's the I can't remember. There's some you know HTML5 umbrella technology that's basically like media media streams. Mm-hmm. So the browser natively can do things like you know the audio stream, the webcam, 
um, I think screen sharing or whatever. And so the thing with Meatspace is it runs totally in your browser. There is no external software. But it, I think at the time it only worked on Chrome and Firefox, which is fine with me. You know, kind of, except that when I've worked with clients, they're like, oh, we're running, you know, IE. Well, we can't get in your meeting. So that's kind of a deal breaker for your consultant. If you have a dedicated like product team and you guys are just like the same four or five, 12 mm-hmm. people or whatever. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. And because it it's absolute focus was on quality and um, especially audio quality and latency. Like it would, it, it prioritized, and they talk about this in their documentation, they prioritize audio, the audio latency and quality over everything else. They'll, just, they'll degrade other things, but the last thing that gets degraded is the audio quality and latency, which I think is great because that's the worst. That's the one our brain has the worst time dealing with is audio issues. We can yeah. deal with, we can deal with video issues, although it's obviously not ideal to have video issues, but the hard, the worst one is audio. I mean, more often than not, I mean, more people have turned their cameras off than have them on. Yeah. Um, I have a sticker over my camera right. for those situations where it auto enables. But the, pro- the problem with Meatspace was that one, it, it, you did have to have one of these two browsers. And also it was a defined, it was like a named team. So, like, so you know, I'd have to say, okay, it's me and John and, you know, these three other people. And like, you can't, you couldn't have arbitrary meetings with hmm. to send and have arbitrary people join that you've invited. Right? So that, so that didn't work for me. But the Zoom is pretty, I don't know. I'm liking it. In fact, I just paid for it today. I've ha- been using it for a couple of weeks, but I think it limits you to a 45 minute meeting and I'm, I was in a, I was doing an important meeting today, and I got the pop up like, oh, this is this is going to end in ten minutes if you because you haven't bought it yet. And so I immediately got used my other screen to get on and buy it real quick. But it's funny, <laughs> dude. As soon as I submit my credit card information, it, at the exact instant I get a pop up on from my running Zoom meeting that says this meeting is now unlimited. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty good. There's, that is there's extremely just, effective. There's things, they know you're going to go over true. at some point. And you're going to it's going to be important, and you're going to be like, "Here's my credit card." But they're but I'm, they're you know it's freemium, right? But their their free plan's not bad. It's just yeah, it's I think it's limited to like it's either 45 minutes or an hour. I can't remember however, however long I was into this meeting. But no, I'm good. I'm really liking it. I, I I'm liking Zoom so far. There's you, thing, know, it, you know why you like it because I went to their website and the first thing that comes up is their Gartner position. Oh yeah, that's that. I I make all my decisions. I see that now. <laughs> I make all my decisions based on the magic quadrant, John, because right. it's so legitimate. <clears throat> it's so legitimate. Everyone knows that. I just I just wanted to point out that that's how you made your decision. I just want everyone to know that. For Actually, as much as you slam it, you, you know pick what? The one that dude, you're not going to believe this. This is <laughs> this is funny. I must have a, the Jeremy plugin installed in, in in my Chrome browser because I see that when I go to their website, it shows me the magic quadrant uh-huh. for about a hundred milliseconds, and then it disappears, and I have to refresh the browser, and it does the same thing. It just disappears. Huh. So I've, I must have the plugin and the journey plugin installed that hides all magic quadrants from me. You're not allowed to even. We already see them. got you. We already got you. <laughs> yeah, we got your credit card. We don't need you to. We don't need to advertise to you anymore. Anyway. Which, which is maybe that's a nice. That's a nice feature, right? I guess. So yeah, I'm liking Zoom, and no, it's not an ad, and they don't pay me. I pay them, unfortunately. We got this weird request for some somebody to advertise on the show, but it was like one of those things that was shady enough, and it came directly to my email that I was like, they must have. Got some lists, like because I host the website and everything, so I think that's where it came through. Yeah, um, yeah, so we've we've had people want to advertise before, but they're, it's, you know, well, one, we don't do it. I think a lot of people, anyone who listens, knows that that would be a <laughs> that's a tough hill to climb there to get us to agree to an advertisement. Yeah, just have good stuff, and we'll talk about it for free. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess I, let me. Right? I got I got two more things. One I'm small, one I'm big, and then you can you can do your things. Okay. I guess we'll do that. We'll split the show into two two segments. It's the uh, the the Jeremy show, then the Jeremy. and you have to go to the you have to go and vote on whose segments were better. No, that's true. Yeah, we should. I'm kidding. We, we should turn this like American Idol of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you believe that show's coming back? I thought we were done with it. No. I stopped watching it a long time ago. We, I used to love American Idol in the I first several it. seasons. I know you never liked it. I, liked I it. never liked it. I, I did for a moment, a Is moment you? in time, enjoy the the bad people singing. That's part but, of hate. It. It's a waste of time. But then, but then, the the they started they started marketing those people like someone who's oh, like really bad. They gave yeah. them like a contract and everything. I'm like, okay, this is getting well because bad. half the people that watched that show were people like you who only cared about the bad people. Well, I didn't care about it. I was just like, okay, well, this is entertaining. I'll watch some some people who think they're really good singers sing really badly. Yeah, I can hear that almost anywhere. Um, oh, in the car. <laughs> Yeah, my car. Yeah, I don't want to sing. I don't want to get myself into trouble here. <laughs> you already um, did. <laughs> You're talking about yourself, right? So one little quick piece of news is a, some company called Rootstock bought Canandy. Is that how you say it? Canandy? I always think of candy, like Canandy candy. Is that the kind of candy? That sounds familiar. What do they do? Uh, so Canandy is, they do some kind of apps. In fact, um, we've got friends of the show that work for Canandy. Sounds um, really, uh, okay, so this is weird. Canandy, I guess you can't, ERP. You can't just Google Canandy because you get something called Pinkany Canandy? That's weird. What? No, K-E-N-A-N-D-Y. Oh, you said candy, so I thought Canandy. Yeah. Canandy. Uh, who works for Canandy? We, well, I don't know about naming any names or not, but anyway. Yeah, we've got some some friends who, who work for them. But now they were bought, so I guess Canandy is, is ERP, but they were bought by Rootstock. So I don't even know what, you ever heard of, I'd never even heard of them. Nope. Rootstock acquires Canandy. Rootstock is, oh, they're in supply chain and manufacturing. Hmm. This is always weird when this happens. So now you've got Rootstock, who's a supply chain and manufacturing vendor, by the way, built on Salesforce. Again, that always amazes me. Um, and they have bought someone who does kind of the same thing they do. I mean, maybe maybe Canandy doesn't have manufacturing supply chain. I guess, I don't know. You see a lot of these that are, they're not adding new, um, it's not like they're, a, um, what do you call it? Not. Um, they're not adding they're not acquiring to add new features. They're acquiring to shut, market share. To shut down their competitors, right. And to, to basically they're acquiring be able to raise share. prices, yeah. yeah. Has Salesforce ever done that? I don't think Salesforce has ever bought a CRM company. No. They've always acquired to add features. Yes, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I guess that's kudos. Yeah, I mean, who, yeah, who would they, they buy? Didn't, they didn't acquire market share. Right. Well, not, in, not with CRM. Right. They, they bought their marketing product. They, they bought a lot of stuff. True, but I mean, the, the core being CRM, they didn't acquire CRM market share by buying a bunch of other CRMs. Right. Like, that wasn't their business yep. model. Yep. Anyway, okay. So, the, this is kind of my only meaty thing, really. And it's not even, not even really Salesforce, but I, I'm excited about it. So, you know, I have a client that's like, oh, we want, really want you to do our, this integration for us. You know, I don't like, I'm not a fan of doing integrations for so many reasons, but. I don't mind them. Send your integrations to me. I'll do them. Well, it's good money. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. By the way, my, my rate for integrations is 300 an hour. So yeah, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> um, but this is, you know, the main thing I'm integrating with is uh, Microsoft SQL Server. Which, oh, yeah. yeah a, I wanted to hear about this. It's just the fact that there's, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to get into Microsoft SQL Server and its problems. But one problem I have with it problems? is. Problems? Yes. It's a beauty. It's a gem. You can do you can do C you can do dot net uh, C sharp stuff and store procedures and everything. You can just basically write a whole program oh, and yeah, store that's, procedures. That's a great idea. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah. <laughs> you want to if you want to use our website, just just take this uh, SQL dump and restore it and run it. And there you go. Hey, okay. one of the first things we worked on was very heavily built on stored procedures. 
Was, which was which Star was Vista Jesus was kind of like our middle tier layer, and it was it was ill conceived. Yeah, how, so we had the database. Have you really refilled your whiskey like six times now? It's because I'm pouring very little. And why? Because I'm trying to not drink too much. That's okay. That's it's enough. Just pour yourself a decent pour and leave it shut. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm start dinging you for these, <laughs> and then people start asking me, "Did John really drink that? Is he okay?" <laughs> I don't have ice, so I had to put yeah, very people little. PMing me, asking me if you're okay. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to. I don't have ice. All right. Anyway, back to anyway. So my biggest problem with this is that I, I've ridded my life of my, of anything Windows. Not, and again, I'm not a Windows hater. There's actually things about Windows I like. It's just it's something else to maintain. Then I have to maintain a Parallels license, and and I got to buy Windows and pay for upgrades. And I just don't want to do it. I don't want to run a pirated copy or anything like that. So like, it's just I don't. There's enough friction still with Windows that I don't have a place for it in my life. And I don't want to have a place for it until they lower their friction, until it's as easy as, you know, firing up a, um, a VM or, or a, 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 a Docker container or something with Windows. And it's super easy. I don't, have to, I don't have to go buy, you know, some expensive license I don't want. I mean, until they make it easy for it, me. It, I don't, it's that. It's just, that? I mean, once you go through the work of buying it and installing everything, it, it is that. Oh, no. Don't, you know, as soon as you change a little thing about your VM, all of a sudden your, your validated license is now invalidated itself. And now you have a ticking time bomb if you don't, if you don't mm. re, I don't, yeah. I won't run anything that requires activation. Activation can kiss my, Fitbit. if you require activation, you can go screw yourself. Well, I don't, I think, I don't think that's an issue anymore because I believe they tie everything to your MSN account. I think it your, is an issue because I still read about it. So read about mine is tied to my MSN account. So as long as I've only got one active computer, okay. I using do not it, have an MSN account, and I won't have an MSN. Well, account. I, I'm that's what I'm calling it. But they, you, you have a Windows account. You have a, an account with Windows that you bought your license through, dude. And they, that, you have activations all over your computer. I guarantee you because of that you've got so much validation activation. They're tracking it, all that stuff, and I don't want anything to do with that. I mean, Apple's bad enough, and the things I have are bad enough. I don't need more of that crap in my life. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna what's the, what's the, like I'm not selective I'm, about I'm what start, I have on my machine. I'm gonna start going RMS on you here. RMS, <laughs> Richard Richard Solomon. Oh, where's the M? Whatever his middle name is. Oh. Anyway, uh, so I have this problem. Like I I don't have parallels anymore. My I mean I have like my versions like four four versions old now and probably doesn't even work with with the a modern Mac OS. So I'm like, okay, do I, you know, and then I'm starting, I'm reading reviews of like, oh, should I keep with, should I buy a new Parallels license or should I try Fusion? Because you've used Fusion forever. And, I still use Fusion. Um, but I found out something very, very beautiful. And I can tell you, John, that right now I do not have Windows on my computer and I'm running Microsoft SQL Server. And guess what? <laughs> can you guess? Uh, guess how are you doing yeah. that? How am I running SQL Server on my I computer? I don't have to guess because you already spoiled it for me. Uh, so I, won't, I? I won't spoil it for others. Oh. How did I spoil it? Are you sure? Yes, you you messaged me. You you showed me a uh, you oh. showed me your your um, <laughs> IntelliJ that showed how it was running. It didn't show how it was running, but you showed me that you in your Mac oh, on I, your IntelliJ uh, you had yeah. access to a SQL right, Server right. database and it was well, running through the magic of Docker lightweight containers. I am running Microsoft SQL Server on my Mac. Hold on, can we all take a moment to appreciate the fact that Jeremy actually used a clip I know. during the show? Yay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, so I didn't know. Uh, luckily, I just I kind of stumbled across this, but I didn't know that SQL Server runs on Linux. I didn't either. That's how this is working. So I'm running a Linux it's container. A new Microsoft. It is a new. It is definitely a new Microsoft. Yeah. Um, no, I'm running a Linux container, and I could be running a Linux VM too, as far for, for that matter. But again, I don't. I don't want to. It's great that I don't have to worry about it. I mean, VMs are kind of a heavyweight thing, whereas mm -hmm. you know Docker, as we know, are lightweight. 
I mean, as Larry has let us know many, many times, they're they're lightweight containers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you know. I think they're not I, just lightweight containers; they're the lightweight container. It's. I mean, I I it's already. I mean, I already had Docker, obviously, and it, it, you know, with one command, I was running mystical server because Microsoft provides containers or you know, I guess images, I guess Docker mm-hmm. images that are in the registry. So one one command, and I'm within ten seconds. I've got SQL Server run, had SQL Server running. Now you just got to remember T-SQL. Fortunately, it's, you know, based on SQL. And, I, you know, I, you know, I have T-SQL PS, PTSD, so I, I still remember enough of what it. What did Oracle call theirs? P-SQL. P-SQL. Right? No, uh, PL-SQL. Yeah. I never knew that one. I know enough to be dangerous. Same, same with T-SQL. My favorite is Postgres. And, I mean, there's things about Postgres that are weird but and quirky, mm-hmm. but uh, it's... I just love Postgres. It's so powerful, and it's free. But yeah, so I'm uh I'm using as you as I sent these screenshot, I'm using IntelliJ's pretty damn good database tools. If and if you buy it separately, it's, I think they call it data data grid. What's it called? Data grid, data guard. Let's see, uh, IntelliJ. I don't know. Data. I just buy the data grip. Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. So, and IntelliJ Unlimited includes data grip. So that's all their data. And it's it's really nice. I mean, it's like it's kind of like your full enterprise manager or whatever you want to call it. Um, it doesn't have. I mean, actually, I mean, enterprise manager is going to have a lot more Microsoft specific stuff. But I mean, this has. You can create new data. I even import. I, I restored. Of course, I had to go to the command line, not a command line, but I had to you, you, the uh, in a console, uh, but with one command mm-hmm. like to restore because customer sent me the back a backup, so I had a back file, right? And I just had to write a one sentence thing. It's like uh, restore from file, and then you give it the path to the file. Mm. And and with Docker, you can share. You can set up. You can share a folder from your computer to the container. So like the folder on my computer that had the backup, I shared that to the container. And this was for an integration or a migration? No, just a migra- uh, oh, migration. Okay. That makes no, more integration. Sense. Integration. Really? Mm-hmm. So I got their database just so I can build the integration against that, the actual database. And So just the metadata or you actually got no, data? No, it's a full database, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm probably the only last person in the world that didn't realize you can run Microsoft SQL on Linux. I didn't, you I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. No. It's awesome. I'm super happy. You get pretty creative with these things. I mean, I was, I literally, I was laying in like, was that a couple of nights ago when I when I got that working? I'm laying in bed last night. I'm, I, I was having a hard time. I think that's part of, partly why I couldn't go to sleep. I was so excited though. I'm like, this is like, I, I had <laughs> well, such, what made you think to do I, that, John? I had such anxiety about having to worry about getting Windows and then installing SQL on it. And all that. it was just because yeah. it's such. It's been such a crap well, experience. At least, at least today they, they have developer editions that you don't have to pay for. I don't even know what I'm running. I don't even know what edition it is. I have no idea. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, it imported the as long da- as the, the, the back the database was like was like fifty gig, and it imported that, and so and whatever it is, there's not much of a size limit on it. So, so what made you think to do this? I stumbled upon it. I was googling like getting SQL Server, and I don't know what I was googling. Something about because I was I had been looking about Fusion and different things, and I think I'd gone to Microsoft site and was looking at, um. Like which SQL server I can get, download for free and just at least use for a long. Are you trying to see like if there's a Mac no. version of SQL and I, server? And I came across on Microsoft's website. They've got a whole thing like a, this. They have actually an awesome tutorial like with this little configurator. Like what do you what are you trying to develop? And I picked like I picked like I'm developing a Java app on Linux or something like that, and said okay first do this and it, g- it gives you this one command and I just ran it on at the terminal and it installed SQL Server in a container on my computer and within 10 seconds, SQL, SQL Server was running. Well, after it downloaded, I had to download the container, but yeah. after it, when it actually booted, I mean, it was like 10 seconds and it's running. I'm like, holy crap. And then I, and I was like, 
and I didn't believe it was running. I'm like, I don't believe this. So I go into, I go into IntelliJ <laughs> and I, I create my data source and pl- I just plugged in like local ho- or uh, local host and then SA account. And then the, I gave it a password on the command line. So I, I used that password and it c- did the test connection. It immediately and your IP and port. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I'm behind a <laughs> firewall, so it doesn't really help you that much. Darn it. But I am, you know, kind of tickled, tickled, uh, I can't say the word about this. Uh, the saying is usually tickled pink. Okay. Can you not go. say that? Well, what you were can. you thinking? I think you can. <laughs> now, I don't know. <laughs> we'll say that for the after show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What was right. Jeremy tickled? So yeah, I, you should I, you should look into this. In fact, I'll I'll find the link. I'll put it in the show notes too. Actually, let me make. I have such that. a backlog of things I want to learn and know, and I thought I was gonna get myself organized enough in a way where I could dedicate some time to that. But I have been in firehose mode, one hundred percent. No, I, I have too, which is why I haven't been. I told you this this a little bit ago. I I kind of I felt bad. I haven't had time to be on the Slack at all in like a week, and so I kind of just read through everything to try to catch up. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been crazy for me too. And if you stay around for the after show, you'll find out partly why it's been so crazy for me. So, <laughs> That's yeah. supposed to be a secret. Now we're advertising it. All right, John. Well, now on to uh, our next segment called John's Show. Well, I wanted to start off with a uh, I don't know how to say his name. Doug Ayers or Ayers? How do you how do you pronounce that? I'm gonna say Ayers, like a pirate. Well, Salesforce pirated him away. <laughs> they sure did, didn't they? Oh, that was nice, John. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've been hiring a lot of these, well, I, I was going to say these MVPs, but I mean, these are just, you know, really smart. It, it, whether or not they're an MVP is irrelevant because they were actually really smart developers doing really, really good things for the community. And uh, it's interesting that Salesforce hired them. We, we had this exodus, right? We had this exodus of people leaving. And we're and, and now we have this, like, just hiring of all these these people and why are you laughing <laughs> well i was actually looking back i was going to ask you did you see my comment on the slack earlier it's funny you said that no why because well, my I'm, um again i was just catching up so earlier i saw this and i replied to it about doug joining salesforce and uh, i said i for one welcome our new former mvps now salesforce employees overlords ah <laughs> but now i'm, I'm laughing at the replies to, to my comment <laughs> anyway. well, well okay so <laughs> by the way so I th- we should say this is a good time to point out to say if you are not in our Slack, you haven't joined the Slack team, you probably should because it's uh, full of fun, smart people who help each other and uh, whether it's just to help each other get through the day through some comedy or some kind of technical problem or whatever. Anyway. Uh, it's really informal. Don't feel like you have to be a informal. developer no, and no, go in there and talk dev, dev stuff. I was going to say bad word, dev stuff. Dev stuff. Um, just go in there, hang out, make a comment. Or don't comment. You can, I mean, I probably... Like something, I, do I an emoji. More, I bet you more than half of people in the Slack are, are lurkers. They probably have never posted. And that's fine too, Whatever. But, I mean, we'd like to at least say hi if you want to. Um, but, no, go to gooddaysirpodcast.com, click on uh, community, and just put in your email address, and John will add you to it. Yeah. Just got that out of the way. Okay. Saves us the time to do that. Whatever. You're going to do it again. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that part. Whatever. Right. I don't believe you. You've got this spiel. This uh, spiel. spiel. Part of my shtick, John. Yeah, so uh, Jeremy, if Salesforce called you up and said, hey, you're pretty critical, what, why don't we give you a shot at fixing some stuff and see how really hard it is? No. <laughs> I would say, well, it starts at the top. <laughs> what do I have authorization to do here? Yeah, speaking of starting at the top, I mean, we have, we, have, we have some people from the community who have, have been uh, fighting fires, been doing this kind of stuff, you know, in the trenches yes. is a better way of yeah, putting it. Yeah. Um, so, no, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. You know, I've I've 
I've been saying for a while that I think, and if Salesforce, and by the way, you know, they, I don't know if you saw that there was a few news articles, Salesforce accidentally let it slip at their, at their recent analyst summit they had that they plan on, they like, uh, I think in like another five years to be a, was it a $30 billion company? And then oh, like yeah. another five years be 40 billion. And then like by 2038, they, they think they're going to be a $60 billion company or whatever. And so they, Accidentally leaked because they're not SEC Oops. rules. They're not allowed to. Oops. They're not allowed to make those kind of claims. I know. Shucks! Did someone now? 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 Who it, left with our slide? Who shared just, our slide? It was just an intern. <laughs> you know those interns. It's it's hard to wrangle oh, those interns. And they're technically not paid employees, so you're not responsible for what they do, right? Something like that. I'm sure there's some loophole. I mean, that's what lawyers do. It was a new you. intern. They had they hadn't gone through the corporate training yet. Yes, yeah. you know. They hadn't read the um, what's the what does Salesforce always say in, incessantly? They, they uh, what's no what's their catchphrase? Uh, oh, how do I not remember this when they when they sh- when they're going to tell you something that's not available yet? The safe harbor? Yes, safe harbor. Thank you. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> they don't do safe harbor anymore, do no, they? No, there's some new. Yeah, they do some new. I thing. think they say forward looking statements or something. I don't know. There's some yeah. new thing. Darn. I think someone finally told them. You know, you actually don't. And by the way, if you're especially if you're not a Salesforce employee, you don't have to say that. You're not. You're under no obligation. I think. I think people say it more than any any know, reason it's, it's fr- as a kind funny. of an inside joke. I know. But you know what? I'm just letting you know. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> uh, well, safe harbor. Doug was hired. <laughs> Doug. Doug's position apparently is going to be technical curriculum developer. Um, nice working for Trailhead. Working, working for Trailhead. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. since we're talking about Trailhead, um, can I tell you I'm nervous about Trailhead? Uh oh. We always talk about Trailhead. That's exactly what they want us to do, John. Trailhead DX. Yeah, I haven't signed up yet. You need to. I know. Um, and, and apparently- I'm, I'm trying to get a hotel. So as soon as the as soon as I get some kind of, no- I know some people have said they got a notification they got a hotel, but I don't know. I saw. I got an email from Salesforce that said, "Hey, we now have hotels available if you want to get back in." And well, I don't know how to get back in. No, I, have to, I think I have to download the have, events have, app or no, something. Yeah, or you have to go back into their this event system, which half the time you can't even log into. Your I don't remember what account yeah, I used. I know. It's, and do you I want to create a Do you want to log account. in through Salesforce, through Marketing Cloud, or some other thing? It's like I don't remember. I, just, I don't either. <laughs> I need one account. Salesforce just merge ta- all accounts you've into one. You've taken single sign on too far. You know Salesforce. why they won't? Because they still want to count all my developer accounts as, yeah. as unique instances. I think you alone are about twelve hundred and fifty developers, John. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Every time I get a notice that something's going to expire, I log in. What was in that? Oh, I just reset the clock. Yep. Yeah, someone sitting, someone sitting around with one of those tickers. And every time a new account comes, they just they click in it. <laughs> well, no, not even that because they, they try, they try to retire those accounts that haven't been active for a while. Oh, but they still but count. Then I they have, still count. No, but then I have to log in because I'm like, what was I using that for? I don't remember. I'm guessing, so I log in to yeah. see what I and does that reset the clock? I assume it does. I bet they count sandboxes too. Oh yeah, I'm getting more notifications. They're getting aggressive on shutting down sandbox. I'm like, but I think I, I think I created that sandbox like a few months ago. You're already shutting it down. It's not a full sandbox. That can't cost you more than like a megabyte of disk space. Why is this getting, why, why the urgency to shut down relatively new sandboxes? Well, probably because just to keep it clean, especially if they need to. Hey, if I want my sandboxes dirty, then I want them dirty. <laughs> I want everything clean, man. Housekeeping. It's spring cleaning time. I hear you. Get rid of Jeremy's no, 10 delinquent uh, I think it's sandboxes. Wade pushing us into scratch orgs, which have even a more aggressive expiration policy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Anyways, Trailhead X. Um, Trailhead at DX. Yep. I kind of Trailhead X. I'm nervous. I see so much advertising, and I don't mean to like slight admins no. or anything like that. I'm not trying to slight them, but 
Salesforce has billed this as the developer conference. Yeah. This is where developers go. Uh, and and I was hopeful. I was like, okay, well, okay, this maybe this is really focused on developers, and we'll we'll do some. But so much of the advertising, so much of the events, so much of the 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 materials and everything they've been developing around have been about admins and and you know citizen developer point and click tools. I've yet to see anything targeting me as an Apex developer or Lightning developer. It's all been admin focused, yeah. and so it makes well, me nervous. I don't know. I hear what you're saying, and and I guarantee you, I mean, yes, they're going to admin this thing up. Um, and, and a lot of it... But how long... Hang on, hang on, let me finish. Okay. A lot of it, I don't, I don't, kind of don't blame on Salesforce. I think the problem is, and now maybe, some, maybe somehow you could eventually tie this back to Salesforce, but you've got this huge army of, of, um, of admins who have way too good of a travel and expense. Too much time budget. and money? And, you know, all the MVP crowd and the quasi-MVPs and the wannabe MVPs who are all going to go to it because they got to keep their standing. They got to keep, keep in the, in the milieu. I mean, that's really what it is, being in the, in the milieu. Um, I mean, who doesn't want a freak vacation from and, the company? And they don't, they don't care about packaging 2.0 or this other stuff. That, that's fine. You know, but Salesforce is going to cater to them. There's going to be because Salesforce is all about the citizen developer, I, which, by the way, I think, in, I think in Latin, citizen means not a... If you look that up, I'm pretty sure you can fact check that. <laughs> Snopes, okay. check Snopes. Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm an American citizen, so I'm not an American. No, that doesn't work that way. Only when it, only when, in, when using the adjective form. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think there's still gonna. Here's why you, I don't think you should worry uh, because I think there's still gonna be plenty of fairly, as far as Salesforce goes, hardcore developer content. I mean, you're going to have Wade with all his latest stuff and the packaging with all their latest stuff and the metadata. I, oh, no, wait a minute. Metadata will not have any new stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you're going to have Chris Peterson with all his new Apex stuff. I mean, I mean, all kinds of geeky, fun programmer stuff. And so you can, listen, you will not have time to get through all the actual developer content that's there. There'll be too much happening. happening but why, are we, why aren't we hearing about it? Why, 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 you will. I'm why telling am you, I not I'm telling seeing things you that will. says, hey, developer, here's some low-level crap here. Here's, look, developer, we're going to show you how to use Docker lightweight containers in Apex. Here's how you can push and pop register values just, just for John. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, it just, it makes me nervous because how long before this conference gets taken over by the fluff and the marketing to well, gear towards it, admins? It, it, and it was, we take, it was taken a, over by fluff and marketing from day one. That, I'm, well, because you went, I'm and that, I, I'm, I'm curious. That's why I'm, I'm asking. There was, I'm there, was, there was plenty. There was, yes, it was, it was all trailheaded up. It was all Salesforced up in there. And there were a bunch of admins who don't know anything about this stuff. That's fine. And there will be a lot of content for admins. So all the admins listening, yes, you can go. And there will be plenty of content that is, that is going to be right in your wheelhouse. But there's what I'm telling you is not to worry because there's going to be plenty of hardcore developer stuff more than you will be able to consume. What about our... And okay. I'm, sh I'm sure anyone listening from Salesforce that's going to be involved in this can back me up on it. I'm sure there's going to be people that are doing sessions there. I, I bet you Chuck and Roger and Chris Peterson and Wade and all these guys are all going to be doing hardcore I, I haven't stuff. heard a call for, for community speakers. I think it's all going to be Salesforce I haven't heard a call. Oh, that could be speakers. too. I don't know. At this conference, but there's, however, I think that this is going to be plenty though. You, you know, worry not, John. Okay. Well, my I was going to say my 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 saving grace is the talk, which we need to ramp up discussions on. This is our alt conference. Well, not ours. I mean, it's we a community. Yeah, it's we discussed doing an alt conference, but 
members of the community have kind of taken that mantle and said, let's do this. Um, so we need to, we need to define that a little bit right. more. And so the people who are involved in that, you know who you are. Um, we need to get the, I think, I think I created a channel, uh, by the way, a uh, Slack channel for it. And I don't know if there's been any, I haven't seen anything happen there. But the people who are involved, check it out. And if anyone wants to be involved in planning that or just whatever, let me know and we can add private, but I can, I don't even know if it needs to be private. I just. There's still a lot we need to figure out. We need to figure out where we're going to have it. Right. What the format is going to be. Um, and if we're going to need some kind of sponsorship. Yeah, what kind of content depending. we want. Right. We might need sponsors. And yeah, and I would say uh, if you, um, if you're interested in sponsoring a, a community, like a, and I don't even know, is it a good day sir community? Let's, let's. We don't even know. I don't let's. Even know. Okay. Uh, but if you're interested in sponsoring, um, yeah, let it reach out to us in info Good, at, info the, at good the GDS Alt conference. <laughs> Something like that. It's not, it's, and it's not, uh, it, I don't know what it'll be called, but it's not, it's definitely not an anti Salesforce thing or, you know, Alt at, alt at best, just like a. You know. I, I think Alt, because I think, I think at least my goal f- and what I want to see from this conference is very developer focused topics and it does not have to be Salesforce specific. It's just, like-minded developers getting together, talking about topics that they feel are important, whether it's security, whether it's, you know, some specific technology. And if it can be tied to Salesforce, great. If not, you know, if it's a good topic, let's talk about right. it. Right. I'm sure there will be a lot of Salesforce stuff, but I mean, I would, I would also encourage, you know, uh, anything that's interested, interesting to this group that, you know, doesn't have to be about Salesforce. I'm sure a right. lot of it will be. So, um, yeah, but there's, I haven't, you know, we, I think there's a lot of planning to do. So we need to, we do need to get on the ball. Yeah. But I would also say if anyone is interested in, in helping plan, let us know. Because I'm sure we could use help. Well, first join the Slack and then we'll get you on the channel and right. we'll, we'll start talking about what we can do. Yep. All right. Well, moving on from that, that was a lot of nice little segue in there. Um, news. So this one, this was this seems like kind of like a throwaway news topic. It's um, the new URL format for Lightning. But I got to say, I am excited. It's one of the first changes significant changes that that breaks backwards compatibility for anyone who's who's been parsing URLs which I have uh, I am so happy okay I'm interested to hear why why you're happy about this because <laughs> it never made sense to me the URL was was so you have your lightning domain so whatever you know my my app or my company dot salesforce.com your domain uh, and then it's four slash one because it was a Salesforce one platform yeah and then four slash one dot app and then you had, uh, depending on where you were at in the system, you had a hash, which why? And then you'd have S object, then account, and then ID. It was just this very long, drawn out routing syntax. Um, so apparently that's getting simplified. <laughs> you still have your domain, but it'll be, instead of one, it'll be lightning. Um, instead of hash and S object, you have just O. So O for object, and then you have the object, and then you have, you know, where you're at in that object, the home tab, the ID of the record or whichever. So it's much, it's much more simple. They got rid of the one, which makes sense because they're moving away from one Salesforce one platform. Yeah. Uh, even the mobile applications, not going to be the one anymore. It's going to be just Salesforce <clears throat> mobile, I think. That, that, and that was a holdover when everything was now Salesforce one pretty much been branded out of existence it's yeah it should be gone okay the mobile app is probably the last thing to care well i think that, that, changed, that was the thing changed, it was right? the only thing that really okay. carried the one moniker but they still tried to care they still try to create this one platform name i wonder if but it only if mobile was the only thing that even had one on it i wonder if uh, salesforce will reimburse the code coverage podcast for redoing their intro music that says the salesforce one platform oh <laughs> 
Uh, we've, what, I know we've had a laugh about that before with, with those guys. I, I've heard Stephen talking about it and just with a with a bit of frustration in his voice about how you know you basically <laughs> how do you how do you have an intro song that you got to pay someone to do mm-hmm. and mention a Salesforce brand in it? It's that's that's obviously you're on you're on thin ice there. You're taking your you're taking well, the you, risk. You should be pretty safe with just saying Salesforce platform. Maybe. Well, well, except now it that is the term. It is it is now Salesforce platform. So when they rebrand oh. from to something else, now you're officially going to be using what, the old actual brand That's name. True. It's not like a generic name anymore. Um, segue because I remember Peter Coffey on a uh, Matt's podcast say I, I, he might have been the first one with platform in the title, and I guess, and then he said, "Well, now now there's much more, and now it's called the Salesforce platform, which I believe is his pushing." I that, guess so. That naming, I mean, I that branding. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that, I mean, I remember Peter Coffey tweeted out this new diagram of, oops, wow. That's, I mean, that's what he did. Now you're just I know. He tweeted out this new diagram of, of the app cloud and what it included. And yeah. how that, and, I don't know, like whatever. Whatever, Salesforce. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You got to keep uh, keep that stock price up. Keep, keep people dazed and confused. Yeah. Well, interesting enough, I think um, one of the reasons I was parsing URLs for Lightning is because I wanted to have a utility bar you know what a utility bar is in Lightning? It's that bottom bar at the bottom of the screen in Lightning that has like little widgets yeah, that you can pop okay. up. Yep. Is I wanted to provide some context-sensitive stuff. So as you navigated in the system, I wanted it to react and to be able to know where the user was at. And so the only way to do that, because it's outside of the normal Lightning context, okay. the record context, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I could do was parse mm, the URL. Okay. So and that's can, where it's going to affect it. You can, I don't know if that, Locker service, whatever, lets you do this. But I mean, there there is an API that you can get events when that changes. It's part of the HTML push. That's the push status, right? And that that might be something I have to explore is, is hook into the event system. But at the time, this was all new, and I was trying to. And, and really, I think what I'm what I was trying to do at the time probably is irrelevant now because there's better technologies. But uh, at the time, I was just trying to fill some gaps and understand context of where the system was. And so, um, I may have to go in and update that if it's still being used. But it might get replaced. Hmm. To be honest, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun fact: Did you know that it, when you request via your browser a URL that has a hash in it, mm-hmm. everything the hash and everything after it does actually not get sent to the server. So when your browser requ- does a request, the get or whatever is whatever the whole thing is, but it stops at the hash. The browser, the starting with the hash and everything after it does not get sent to the to the server as a part of the request. It's for the client only, and it literally does not get sent. You can look in your, you know, turn on your network tracing or whatever. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, and when you ask, well, why hash? That's that's partly the reason why. I mean, if, if they don't want to send that to the server, it's 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 all about client state at that point. And so a lot of, you know, spa apps for for a long time now have used the hash as a way to um, uh, basically allow, once the app loads up, to restore mm-hmm. its state to a certain to a certain state. Hmm. I did not know that. And that's now with you know HTML5 compliant browsers or whatever that have the, that do have the push state API, you can you can do all things. You don't have to have a hash anymore. You can do all kinds of things with a URL that actually don't result in a request to the to the server. That's good. I mean, that's a sign of them really keeping up to date. Like, I mean, an example of that is um, uh, go to I'm sure they go to go to GitHub mm-hmm. and just go to some repo and start clicking around browsing through the source of the repo, and you'll see the URL changing constantly. And there's no hash. There's no hash. It looks like it would be doing full-on gits every time you go to something, but it's not. That's actually kind of a single-page app at that point, too. It's just refreshing the content area. And it's it's the the just JavaScript in the browser that's hooked into that the push state API. And every time 
you click on a link and it changes. You see it in the address bar, change the URL. Right. But it's actually not doing a request to the server at that point. The JavaScript's catching that. And then oh, that makes sense. Data, yeah. yeah, that does make sense. And I, and I bet you, I'm sure, I bet GitHub's still compatible with this, but if you don't, they're probably checking, sniffing. If you don't have that feature, if your browser doesn't have the push state API, then it probably falls back to a hash. Hmm. Most web frameworks support that nowadays. You know, get doing either one, whatever's available. Yeah, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Oh, um, I had actually, right. uh, <laughs> I want to bring this topic up only because it's, it's someone we know when this feature came out was like, that's dumb that you spent all your time working on that. <laughs> that was account insights. And that was, that's the news feature. Mm, mm-hmm. for, and I actually had a client who was really interested in that feature. In fact, they wanted to know, and I wasn't able to answer this question. Um, they wanted to know what aggregate service was being used. And all Salesforce says is it's a combination of data.com and third-party services. So I assume data.com does the data cleansing to to kind of figure out what the right account name is and who the VPs and all that kind of stuff, and then does a query against all these news services to yeah. say, is there anything about this account name? Is there anything about this VP name? Is there anything about the CEO name? And then display that information. Yeah. I mean, like, so for example, I mean, like Google News is, is a big news aggregator, right? And mm-hmm. they have an API that you can, I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's, if I was Salesforce and want to do something easy, I would probably just use one of those. And the client had very specific um, news sources that they wanted to try to monitor or at least display information if there was any. Um, so they were, their question was, or their ask was, yeah, see how I did that? The ask? Yeah. The ask was, um, <laughs> as long as you're saying it ironically, you're allowed to say it. That's, it that's the yeah. that's the rule. So the ask was that <laughs> could they configure it, or or do we know what sources it comes from, just to to be able to gauge if it's pulling stuff that's relevant to their industry? Um, obviously, I couldn't answer that question because there was no information on it. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was funny that um, a feature that I, this other person, and even I myself thought. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I don't really see the value in that. Some people did. I guess some people, I, some people probably do like it. I, I mainly hear people complaining about it. But I just, I don't know. I just, I just feel like if you're in an industry, you already have other ways of gathering that information. You're, you're on it. You care about it. If it has to be spoon-fed to you in a system like, like Salesforce, you're probably not, you probably don't care about what you're doing right now. Yeah. You've probably moved on. It'd be like me logging into IntelliJ and, and wanting to get a feed of my, an RSS feed of my development topics or something, things mm-hmm. I should care about. Right. It's like, no, I've, I've got other ways of doing that. You know, this, I'm working right now. It's almost, because it's, <laughs> it's supposedly, it's, it, it's specific to the context, the, the account you're in, or the record you're in, right? Yeah, I think there's like a home thing that might, I don't know if it covers industry or what, but I know there's like a home thing and then there's a, an account context sensitive thing. Yeah. So... I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it could be kind of useful. It was the first time anyone ever asked me about that. The, the biggest complaint I hear about it is, is well, all my cust- none of my customers are like Fortune 500 companies, so they're not in the news, so this is useless to me. I think that was the reason for the ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find different ways to put that in the conversation, but yeah, You're I think that was the reason job. for the ask is because it's not, these these are smaller organizations, and so wanting to be able to customize it to be able to say these are this is where you're gonna find out about those those indus- those companies because they're not ginormous companies. Yeah. Um yeah. Um so I wanted to we have some community topics that I want to get into. Um Steven No E. I will always say it that way. <laughs> okay. Sorry Steven, but you'll always be no E. 
interesting acquisition here. Um, so he, he wanted to talk about the acquisition of, or Salesforce acquiring a company called Attic Labs. Uh, I believe it's an aqua hire is, is what we call it in the industry. Well, aqua hire. Aqua hire? Aqua hire would be just when, aqua? You're, buying, when you're buying water. Oh, aqua hire. Aqua hire. I, I could buy some water. That's an, an acquisition. Acquire. Unless you say, do you say an acquisition? That's when, that's when you buy some water. <laughs> I made an acquisition today. I don't know. It's a mash of, <laughs> it's a mash of acquire and hire. So how do you say that? Yeah, I don't know. Aqua hire. I guess so. It's an aqua hire. You know, you don't say acquisition. It's an acquisition. It's an aqua hire. Why are you messing with my words? I'm, I'm not, I'm, just continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the interesting part is they're, they're, they're joining the Quip team. So that, that tells me that Salesforce is still continuing to invest and really trying to make Quip a competitive product. It's not one of those oh, products yeah. where it's, it, they just want, they wanted the people or the, I mean, the like, what was it? You, Desk? That I think they, they sunsetted and other tools were, they really just wanted the people. If, if the tool survived beyond that, fine. But otherwise, they, they, they were just looking, biding their time till they sunset it. But Quip, yeah, Quip is, is not one Quip of those. Quip is killing it. I mean, it's much better than uh, Oral-B or Reach or even the, um, you know, what's the other electric one? I mean, it, it's, it's a damn good toothbrush. It's a man baby toothbrush? <laughs> it actually is a man baby toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't heard of Quip, the Quip toothbrush? I mean, if you Google Quip, and if you're not a Salesforce person, and Google, and of course, Google knows anything about you. Um, yeah, toothbrush is like the first thing that comes up. It's creepy how much Google knows about me. Oh, I want the copper. Get Quip is the first thing that comes up for me. Get Quip. I want everything in my world to be copper. This looks much cooler than what's the toothbrush I have? A that, fifty dollar toothbrush, dude. Mine's like a hundred and fifty. What? What's? Um, oh, I like the. I want the. Oh, I want this brush silver one. That looks awesome. What's the other toothbrush? The one's been around forever that I have. Um, I have the Oral B one. It, How much does that no, cost? No, no. What's the what's the um, s- s- Sensa? No. What's um? What's the one's been around forever? I don't know. Oh my gosh! You're worse than me. You are literally worse than me. That's pretty bad. Um, That's fine. I'm good with Sonicare. That. Sonicare. Yeah, I've had a Sonicare forever, but this looks much cooler. And this one is—it's a man baby. I mean, it did. You know, it tells you. Uh, you know, that you didn't brush or you didn't brush long enough, and it probably it probably rats you out to your dentist. It's got a vibrating head with soft bristles. Mm, sounds delicious. Wall mount doubles as a travel cover. <laughs> Bead blasted aluminum handle. A two-minute timer with 30 seconds. Okay, minutes. you're kind of grossing me out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make this toothbrush. I'm trying to advertise. I'm trying to show advertisers what, what an ad would be like on the mm. Good Day Sir podcast. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes our potential for monetization, John. You just blew it. Uh, <laughs> um. So anyways, I think the interesting part is that uh, they were, I guess their application was focused on building noms, which uh, one of the questions, or building what? no ease question was, what building is what? Non? Noms. Noms. N-O-M-S. What's that? Uh, well, exactly. That was his question. Uh, what do you guys know? Of, this is Stephen's question. What do you guys know about this noms database and how does this fit into Quip's offering? Oh, it's interesting. So I Google noms and the first thing, well, not second thing that comes up is GitHub's addict-lab slash noms. Yeah. Okay. They're tasty treats is what a nom is, I would, I would say. A decentralized database philosophically descendant from the Git version control system. So Git's all about trees and blobs, right? Trees and blobs, trees and blobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know anything about noms, but I read about noms. I actually read the same page that you're on right now the, with the little beaver looking dude. Is that a beaver? Badger? Beaver. Beaver. <laughs> what, what do you want it to be, John? <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> a beaver. <laughs> huh? A beaver. 
It's, it's a beaver. Oh, it's forkable. Fork that. So, anyways, I I, I believe <laughs> the 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 synergy here, if I can use some buzzwords, God, is that you know is is a is a better way to version and store quip data. Um, so I, I believe that's what they're trying to solve for. It's open source though, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it will continue to be. That's why I say I think it's just a aqua hire. I think you know this this tooling aqua hire. It's an it's it's a water buy. <laughs> You're like, you're like, uh, is it John Syracuse that says Bazell? <laughs> like you don't have your words, Mr. Oh, I August do. No, I do. I do. But I, that's one. In my defense, that's on purpose because it's funny. <laughs> to you. Well, that's all that counts. That is all that counts. Although I have, I have ruined the word artisanal, artisanal for many, many, word. many hundreds of people. And I do, I take some pleasure in that. Yeah. So I, I think I think noms is something I want to kind of learn a little bit more about and understand. Um, it seems to be all about a a way of storing versions of a. This is a data. Pro- this is a problem you don't have, John. You don't need some hipster. You, you didn't have a hole in your life that was the size of some weird hipster database that stores all its data in like no, no, individual no. blocks. I don't files. have a need for this. I don't have a need for this. But I I'd want to learn about it to understand what Quip's need for this and how it could maybe position Quip differently than others because oh, I I believe You really you're really putting your analyst hat on here. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out where Quip is going. You're, I want to know if my toothbrush is going to advance and evolve over time. You're an artist analyst. Artist analyst. I'm a wannabe analyst. I'm a faux analyst. I am a tech journalist. Oh, that's right. You are. <laughs> You're a tech analyst. No? Let's say, John. I'm a tech journalist. That, that allows me a certain, certain uh, leeway. It does. Keep in mind, these aren't real journalists, Richard. They're tech journalists. Oh, what's this one? So much for the journalistic integrity. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, John, what else we got? Uh, I have a few other, well, have you been following a uh, CES at all? No, no, but, um, no, I haven't. The consumer electronics show, right? Yeah. I mean, it's still going on this week. So there's still a lot of things. I, I actually do want to clip a few things for next week. Um, but you know, there's a flood of information. There's a lot of things to ignore about that conference. There's like all this new techie stuff. That's just like going to go nowhere, but. They're advertising like the next big thing, right? Um, kind of like 3D TVs and all that kind of stuff. I don't need a TV that folds. Why do I need a TV that rolls up into like a a mat? A mat. That's, so you can take it to yoga and work out on it. Uh, why? <laughs> I just told you. I mean, I can understand you can a, watch a flatter TV, TV so it's not ch- jutting out of my wall. But come on, I mean, why do I need a TV that folds? It's just, uh, it's, anyways. Um, one of the things that that I noticed from the presentations of these companies that were trying to talk about their unified product offering. You have like fridges that talk to dishwashers and, and only one company, I believe it was, it was um, oh, I forgot who it was. Darn it, I had it on the top of my tongue. Only one of them mentioned IoT. That word was absent out of everything. It was, on, everyone else was calling it AI. They took all of their IoT initiatives and they rebranded it as AI. And it was I- pissing me IoT, off. IoT is so last year, John. This year is AI. And it, but it, it was just a rebranding of the same technology, yeah. and it was just it was Mobile, just kind of social. Me off. Remember social enterprise? Yeah. Uh, you know, what else? Your, do we have? your your fridge is going to tweet at you and say, "Hey, we need milk." And you know what? My <laughs> fridge. I have a brand new fridge, and it still doesn't do that. These. This is. 
Oh, it's I know. Just, it's all a lie. It's just I all know. selling crap. Everyone from Fortune 500 software companies on down, they're all just making stuff up to sell crap. And I, I think the, I mean, if we want to talk about hype, if we want to, I mean, Dreamforce is in its own category of hype, but CES is in a universe of hype. I mean, everybody is sucking on the teat and talking about how this is the next biggest, greatest thing, journalists, analysts, tech journalists. Uh, and it's it's really hard to stomach and to watch and to really get through and try to comb through and try to find some gem of a technology that is worth your time and, John, and effort I'm, and money. You know, Dreamforce, I think you're not being real fair. It's 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 not full of hype. I mean, they don't they don't really hype you up, do they? This is incredible. Are you guys pumped up and ready to go? <laughs> No, are you really pumped up and ready to go? I don't know. I feel pretty good Woo! after Dreamforce. Yeah. 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 I mean, you've That's been. A- <laughs> you get the little tingles. You get the tingles in the belly that decline. Oh, you get the goosebumps John, when you, Benioff you, does his woo. You know me better than that. And Parker. Parker in that, that lightning suit. You hmm. know me better than that. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. This is amazing. It's a magical time. <laughs> so more than anything, in terms of CES, I mean, I just wanted to mention how annoyed I was by all these freaking presentations of AI. And it wasn't even, they didn't even use the terms machine learning. I at least appreciated Peter Coffey's take on not wanting to call it AI because it has been bastardized so much, which I thought was, was no, because, very... It's, not, it's because they don't, it's not AI. That's that's the best reason not to use the word AI because yeah. it's not AI. Yeah. I mean, he had a nicer way of saying it. But yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that he doesn't want to use the term. He wants to use terms like machine learning and things that are a little more I, practical. I guess he's technically fallen on his own sword there, huh? I guess, I guess. But uh, yeah, I was I was kind of really annoyed by all the presentations um, that I was able to see. I, there's still plenty of others that I need to get into and see and probably clip and put together something. But um, it'll probably be like John's notable things of things I like because I'm going to avoid the stuff I hated. That's a good idea, John. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't paid much attention to CS since... Probably the late 90s was, I mean, that, to me, that's when it was in its heyday. And that, that just could be an age thing. That's when, you know. Well, I, I like to watch it. I enjoy watching all the new technologies that are coming out, seeing, it's, it's almost like watching one of those, um, I think the car industry has something similar where they show all their um, concept designs, their concept cars. Right. And I always love to see the concept cars because they look so cool. And I'm like, oh, it'd be so awesome. Yeah. It's almost like when I was a kid and I'd see some, uh, uh, cut cut scene where they actually it's just playing video so they had higher rendering of things I was like oh I can't wait till games look like that I yeah. wish games look like that oh yeah they, and they now they do right. <clears throat> and right. so that's yeah. that's kind of the feeling I get when I watch these kind of like car shows or CES I feel like I'm in that I, I feel like a kid where I'm going oh I can't wait till technology is there yeah where it's 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 that oh, it's hover, some, hoverboard John <sighs> I know no, you're still you're still bitter about that aren't you <laughs> well I'm bitter twofold because one the hoverboard they did come up with only works on a specially designed track. Yeah, and then they come out with some wheeled product and tr- called it a hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? You can't do that. Yeah. It's not hovering. I mean, exactly, it's on the ground. Exactly what is hovering here? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like it's hovering if you don't look at the wheels. Oh, forced perspective hovering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of hoverboard, I, um, I might have already mentioned this, but a couple months ago, my boys watched... All three Back to the Futures, like back to oh my kids one day. I want to, but we haven't done that yet. How'd they take it? They loved it. Oh yeah, I mean, I just was going to show them Back to the Future one. I wasn't even sure if they'd watch it. They loved it. There is some inappropriate stuff though. I was like, ah, I forgot about that. You know, that's funny about those movies. You you don't think about that. They're they're such classics to you. 
There's quite a bit of like, cussing. Quite a bit of cussing. Like a lot of Chevy Chase movies. That was. And like, then you got Michael J. Fox kissing his mom and stuff. That's kind of oh, weird. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hard to explain. The, you know, boy's like, why is he? Isn't that his mom? What's going on here? I kind of had to have that. <laughs> well, I didn't have a conversation. I'm just saying I had that moment with Star Wars because we watched the original tri- trilogy. Yeah. They haven't even seen the originals. I mean, not the originals, the prequels. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. one, two, and three. Don't, I, I don't, don't waste their time. Yeah, I'm not wasting their time on that. But yeah, that, that was that was awkward. All right. right, So uh, in terms of community topics, that's about all we got. Uh, We do have a review. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. Uh, So as usual, I try to... I'm excited, John. Why? I'm so excited. Because we have a review? Yeah. I'm so excited. You have a clip for that. I know. Are you trying to look for it? No. We are so excited. I got to get Jeremy a better system. Uh, So this is from uh, Bike and Skate. Uh, Funny admission, I copied it over wrong the first time into mm-hmm. my notes, and I, I it, it ended up saying bike and scat. That's so funny, John. Yeah. Thank you for that funny admission. <laughs> what, you've never gone for a bike ride and had to poop? Is that what scat means? Yeah, I think Does so. Really? I think so. I thought it was like, like jazz no, and stuff. It's like a whole, anyways, let's change the topic. Can okay. you edit that part out? <laughs> no, that's staying in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title is uh, Use Salesforce? Question mark. Subscribe to this. Uh, I assume this is the Good Day Sir podcast. If you want to listen to a podcast that will cover the latest news about Salesforce and technology in general, provide a critical look on the Salesforce platform that highlights the good and the bad of the working with the Salesforce. Did I say that right? I, I think that's awesome the way they worded that. The working with the Salesforce. <laughs> the I love the it. good and the bad of working with Salesforce. Oh, I right said it wrong. Okay. And dig deep into the features of sales of the Salesforce platform. I keep wanting to add does everywhere. This show is for you. <laughs> this show will make you a better admin slash developer slash user of the Salesforce platform. That's awesome. That's the first time I've heard that we would be beneficial to users. Well, I've heard people I, say, you know, admins like to keep in touch with the developers and developers are like, yeah, they say some things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We make no promises. Mostly, mostly people, people give us feedback that they're yelling at us in their car or wherever they're listening. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the most common uh, feedback is that they're yelling at we're us. We're not like a hardcore informational show. We, we like get, to, we, we like just to give perspective and have, yeah. have fun with it. And, and we're wrong a lot. So yeah, people yell at us exactly. a lot. Yeah. That's why you should join the Slack channel so that you can yell at us in person. It's the best way to let us know that we're wrong. Yeah. Or they can send us an email, a topic, right? Or questions to info at gooddaysirpodcast.com. That's right. Just like Stephen No E did. Yep. So I suggest everyone do that. And then go give us a five-star review. That's, that's your homework for the week. Yeah, because if you give us a one-star, Jeremy will not let it go. I know. He will talk about it for the next I'll have 10 another, episodes. I'll have another sleepless night where I have to take Ambien. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy will become a drug addict. <laughs> Looking for his hits. Yep. No, marijuana is not legal in Texas, so I won't smoke it, and therefore I won't move on to heroin. So I will not become a drug addict, John. Yeah, but we have a conference in March. That's true. Where marijuana is legal. Yeah, that's right. In California, does now. Maybe the alt conference is a. That's what it is. It's a. <laughs> it's a tech. It's a. It's a Salesforce conference where you can smoke weed. <laughs> I think. I think we found our niche. <laughs> It'll be a first for me because I've never done it. Oh wow! Well, I'm not going to make any comments. No comment. My only vice has been alcohol. Mm. Oh, except for cigars I did at one point in time. That doesn't count. 
That's all I got, man. Although, dude, I think cigar tobacco does get some pigeon poop on it here and there. So I don't know if that can kind of get you high or not, but some bird poop. Yeah, nice. When they dry the tobacco leaves out. <laughs> they dry every. They dry chocolate out in the open. That's true. Coffee. I don't know. So, that, I mean, that's also susceptible yeah, to bird and all kinds bug of stuff. Oh, uh, just, you know, have you ever seen like the coffee sorting? There's coffee that comes out of a, oh, that comes out oh, of poop. Yeah. What was that? that? Um, Kopi, Kopi Luwak. Kopi Luwak. Yeah. 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 The, the, it's the civet, little civet cat or whatever they're called. Poop coffee. Yep. That's pretty much what it is. It's tasty stuff. <laughs> have you had it? Uh, yeah, I have had it. Oh. And I didn't think it was anything special. I'd like some poop coffee. <laughs> Why don't you give me some poop coffee? Because I don't have any. It's 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 not, it's like it's like a thousand dollars for a pound. I'm not oh. gonna buy that. Because people have to go out and collecting it and dig it out of piles of poop. Yeah, of course it costs a thousand dollars. I would charge a thousand bucks too. Thousand dollars an hour but for a thousand bucks. I will pick coffee out of poo. I, <laughs> I do have my price. <laughs> Everyone has their price. That's true. And to that, I say, good day, sir. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. All right, after show. Woo! That's where we can say anything we want, right? That's right. Am I allowed to curse in the after show? You know what? That should be the rule. If you have kids around or don't like cussing, don't don't listen to the after show. Spoiler alert, I'm about to curse. (laughs) (laughs) Although we will get explicit markings on on iTunes. Uh, But they don't really review it unless someone flags it. That's true. So should I explain this? Yes. I've got like these burn marks. All over my arm. So what happened was... They look horrible. Sarah and I got in a fight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this is actually a fairly interesting story. And it starts with, I kind of caught my house well, on fire. Is it interesting and embarrassing? You just, you just stepped on the punchline. You really... You, only that, you have to put it right in the microphone. <laughs> it's annoying to, me now. I have to... You're dr- trying to. See, this is why... <laughs> This is why you don't come in the office very often. I'm on allergy shots and I'm drinking. It's, 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 you can't blame it on an antihistamine, John. It doesn't count. It's not antihistamine. It's, it's my allergens. allergens. Yeah. Okay. I'm pup full you're, of allergens. You're high from peanuts and, and uh, ragweed. I'm allergic to everything. All right. So I kind of caught my house on fire. Which part of your house? But, Kitchen? No. But it wasn't really. So here's what happened. Uh, as you know, I'm an avid fi- burner of fires. Yes. And I've already gone through, I think you two, are pyro. I think I've already sure. gone through two cords of wood and I know people don't know what cords are. If you don't probably, is that an American thing? It's gotta be right. The, you like a Imperial thing. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, that's, that's kind of like four decent sized pickup truck f- loads of firewood. I've burned. So I burned a lot of firewood. This whole backyard is firewood. And we're only halfway through the winter. It, it kind of is. <laughs> that's a lot of firewood. <laughs> back there. Like where you would normally have a length of fence, Jeremy has a length of fence plus firewood. So I, I have this uh, like wood carrier, a handheld wood carrier. It's nice and leather. My sister-in-law got it for me a couple of years ago. And I'll, that's what I use to bring in firewood from the back porch because stay, I'll stage, you know, a good amount on the back porch. So it doesn't, you know, so it's nice and dry and ready to go. But then I'll go out there with my little wood carrier and I'll carry four or five logs in inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, there's in this, my wood carrier, there's all kinds of little pieces of Bark and dust, wood yeah, dust, and things. wood dust and bark and whatever. Anyway, I'm kind of kind of screwing up the story. Let me back up a little bit and to say that I was hearing noises, like I almost sound like metal flexing or banging, and it kind of sounded like it was coming from the fireplace because you know, like these fireplaces, they're they're kind of um, surrounded by like I guess it's some kind of like just thin stainless steel, basically to keep it 
from touching the yeah, wood. Just like a and it sounded like that was banging and like flexing. And so I, I went outside to look and I looked up in my chimney and sure enough, I mean, there are, I don't want to say flames, but there's like, I mean, just like hot embers flying out of my top of my chimney in my house. Really? Yeah. Now, have you ever seen that? That shouldn't be possible because the fire is low. And plus, and I, you've got a two-story house. Yes. And so that chimney, the top of the chimney has got to be like, I don't know, what is that, 40 feet or something? And so, yeah. And, and it's, you know, there's a screen also around that, that like the chimney cap or whatever mm-hmm. that's called. And they're all, they're all of them are getting stuck in the screen. They're just like, it's red hot. And some of them are shooting out like, like these red things just flying out, flying out. And I tell Sarah, I was like, uh, come look at this. And like I said, I think something's on fire. It's not supposed to be on fire. I think you're cooking a squirrel or something. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you know, I didn't take any chances. I called 911. It's like, you know, I've got these flaming things shooting out of my chimney. I don't think that's right. And they're like, yeah, that's not right. So, of course, this is Frisco, and we are so oversaturated. It's ridiculous. Three giant fire engines, <laughs> probably four or five, like, suburbans, police, um, you know, fire suburbans, like, medical, EMT, line my street. And, of course, it's like 10 o'clock at night. All my neighbors come out. Three? All, all along the street. The whole street's lit up because these fire trucks have the best lights ever. I mean, massive spotlights, yes. floodlights. All well, not only stuff. that. I mean, you, 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 it's happened before where a fire engine shows up at our in our neighborhood for one reason or another. In fact, it showed up to my house because we had a gas leak. It was one truck though, and we're yeah. we're a small community. We're like five minutes, well, not even five minutes, two minutes away from the fire station and police station. Yeah, and you had three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. And uh, but anyway, they have so you know they they're checking it out and and man. I tell you what, they've really, I, I don't know if we just have some good technology or they've just upgraded fire trucks or what, but they have, they the ladder that they normally, so they, they had this massive extended, I got a photo of it, the extended ladder that went all the way from the street over onto the top of my house. But it's not, a, you don't crawl on this ladder. It's like a full catwalk. They're just walking from the fire truck, between the fire truck that's in the street and the top of my roof. These guys, just guys walking back and forth. It's like a big catwalk. So it's not like little ladder pegs. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's just a like full a full-on board yeah. and everything. Floor. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's it's amazing. Jeez. I know, it's ridiculous. But uh, the thing is, it's like, so before they got there, though, I was, back to how I got burned, I'm, I was putting out the fire. I was like, I'm, well, the first thing I should probably do is try to put this fire out. So I, I spr- uh, sprinkled like, what do you, what do you call it? Um, baking soda? Yeah, baking soda. All okay. over it. Which helped some, but I mean, this was kind of a roaring fire. didn't put it out. So then I got a bowl of water and I'm like dumping water on it. And, and I kept hitting the top of my fireplace because I tried to get this bowl in there and on top of the wood and I kept hitting my hand. Was your fire arm. out of control in the fireplace? No, not or at all. Just, fire in the fireplace looked fine it normal. normal. It looked normal. I mean, that's why I was so per- surprised that I'm like, what the hell is this? But anyway, so that's how I got my, that's how I'm so burned. I mean, look at that. That's fairly serious. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, no. here's what's funny. So you need to take there's a picture. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven burns. And I didn't even feel them when it was happening. I think it's because of my adrenaline. I'm just like, wow. You know, Sarah's getting the kids out of the house. And Jeez. <laughs> I know. She but, your computer so, and everything and just like my house is burning down. So the, so one of the so one of the after they kind of looked at everything, they're like, well, there's, you know, there's um basically there's no you we can't find anything wrong. Like we've we went in there with our infrared camera and we looked at everything. They have an the, infrared camera? Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. So they said the heat signatures on everything are all fine. By the way, Jeremy is rich and lives in a rich neighborhood. I'm not rich. <laughs> Definitely not rich. Because <laughs> the firefighters can, can, can afford it is Frisco, infrared though. cameras. We do have Jerry money now. That's the that, thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> money. Right. Actually, the sad part about that is he has our money. <laughs> anyway, I don't I won't go into that. Um, but then he said, he said, what were you burning? 
And I said, Oak? I mean, what do you, what kind of question is that? I'm firewood. <laughs> He's like, you didn't have a bunch of papers in there or anything? I was like, no, I didn't put any paper in there. Then it, then it hit me. I'm like, oh, I know what it is. I'd thrown all those little pieces. I just dumped that, all that wood dust and, and, and small pieces of bark and all kinds of stuff in the, in the fireplace. And I had to think about that. I guess some of those, some of that stuff just, it's so light and small that it, oh, it, it just air travels, it up. travels up. And that's what, that's had to be what it was. So I kind of felt like an idiot. So I was like, Sarah kept, Sarah kept asking me, even yesterday, she's like, she's like, you know, you shouldn't feel bad. I was like, I don't feel bad. Should I, why do you keep saying that? Should I feel bad? I don't no, like, don't feel bad. Cause you know what? I, a hundred bucks, you're going to get a bill. Do you get bills for that? I don't know. I think I've, you do. I've wondered that. I think you do. Well, how is that possible? I pay, I pay for those things through my taxes. I just hear people saying that, that they called and they had some emergency and all of a sudden they get a bill. Yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Because that's going to be like a $4,000 bill with all those cars. Well, I remember we had the gas leak. We didn't get a, I don't think we got a bill. Unless my wife took care of it and didn't tell me. They shouldn't bill you for that. They shouldn't bill you for, I mean, because what's going to happen next time? Like, what if I see some flame shooting out of my fireplace next time? And it's like, eh, I don't want to pay the bill. And plus, I've seen that before. What, what if it actually is on fire? And I end up, my house burns down because I'm afraid of getting a bill. Oh, yeah. I guess you could say the same thing about medical situations. Yeah. I don't call the ambulance. He'll be fine. He'll wake up. That bump on his head will go down. All right, note to self. Not, don't have any med- medical emergencies around Jeremy. I know. <clears throat> so that's that story. Um, yeah, can we get to uh, AirPods? Oh, yeah, let's, because uh, this, is, this is my redemption <laughs> gift. For anyone who's, who's ever bought a gift and it fail hard, <laughs> you know you have to come up with a redemption gift and, and you hope, you pray that the redemption gift is good enough. Well, so John was nice enough to get me a Christmas gift. And, and I, didn't, I didn't get you a Christmas gift. So, I don't care so about Christmas least, gifts. You should at least feel, feel good about that. I don't, I don't care about getting Christmas gifts. So, no. first of all, do not, do not get me a Christmas gift out of guilt. Or any reason, just you might have a package on your porch when you get. I just, I just, I just had a whim. I wanted to get you something, and it failed, and so now I have to, have to. So the yeah, the follow up gift was you got me a set of AirPods. Yes, and I've been intrigued by them because I've heard mainly good things. You know that was the thing when when they first came out, everyone was was just ragging on them. They they look like toothbrushes. Ha ha! It's stupid looking. You're gonna look like an idiot. And then I saw a bunch of people kind of print or do videos that were technically retractions because they were like these are actually good i made fun of them but when i actually use them they were actually good so i was like okay i think it's safe to get these now <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious of of how you feel about them because you've had them for almost a week now right no um oh no only a couple days yeah this is my second or third, third day. day yeah and I, yeah, I opened them immediately and have, and have been using them. So yeah, so I have a, I have a report. I thought that would be interesting. Oh, a report yeah. <clears throat> went all scientific on me, huh? You have like bar charts and circle graphs and no, it's just like an assessment trend diagram. I guess no, it's just my opinion. But the first thing is because um, one thing when you look at them, and especially if you see someone with them, and they just they, these little things dangling out of their ears, like those are totally going to fall out. and You're going to lose them, right? Yeah. One of the most positive things I can say about these is they really fit secure in. In fact, Sarah was telling me that she she had saw, uh, seen a I don't know if someone woman did a blog post or what, but this woman that was jogging and got hit by a car and just got thrown and had a bunch of broken bones. She ended up she was okay. She I only even think she lost consciousness, but she did get literally thrown like across the street when this car hit her, mm-hmm. and her ear her AirPods did not come out. <laughs> they were still in her ear. <laughs> well, I'm surprised Apple didn't uh, advertise. That. I know. 
Um, but then they, they, they feel really secure. They don't feel like they're going to fall out. In fact, I mean, I've used it for three days now and they've never fallen out. So See, my theory on the whole falling out thing is because of the cord. I noticed that the cord pulls or something? The cord pulls. Okay. And for me, the original, when I had, when I used the AirPods, because I don't use them anymore. You have AirPods? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The um, earpods. The earpods. Which are corded, just normal yeah. headset. Yeah. Okay. One of the reasons I didn't like those is because anytime I would move or snag, it would snag on a piece of clothing, it would pop out. And so I always thought that whenever people were complaining about that, I was like, well, you're not going to have the cord and that shouldn't tug on them. So it shouldn't pull out. It should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely don't come out. <clears throat> um, as far as like sound quality, they seem about the same. I haven't, I haven't actually done a side-by-side, like listen to something with, you know, like the ear pods and listen with the AirPods. So I'm assuming the mechanism, the actual, you know, uh, speaker in them and all that mm-hmm. stuff is probably the same. Another thing I want to do that I haven't done is test the mic quality. There's one thing that's actually, that the iPhone headset has always been pretty good about. It's kind of got a, like a noise-canceling mic. Yeah. Anytime I've had to fall back to the, like I use these Bose ones and, and they have the a mic it picks them. up everything, doesn't it? It's it horrible. does. Yeah. But anytime I've had to fall back to my to my ear pods, I gotta remember to say that right. Ear pods. People act like they can hear me, and I'm a very soft soft spoken person. I know. I've got you cranked up to like 99 here, just to, just so you're audible. <laughs> and and so people act like they hear me better on that. So I was really curious to see if the mic on that is better. Yeah, and I've I've bought up to like two three hundred dollar headsets for my computer. Mm-hmm. Um trying to find one that I could be like sitting in a coffee shop or library and get the best mic noise cancellation. Right. And they're all horrible. The, the $15 or how much ever it costs, $20, $30 standard iPhone headset, the mic, the noise cancellation on its microphone is beats everything. Things that cost 10 times more money. Yeah. But I haven't tested these yet, so I don't know. I, I need to play with that. So I have to report back. Uh, but in general, it's I, uh, so far, it's, it's really nice to not have a cord um, I mean, you can do things like just leave, set your phone down and go walking around your house. Um, I didn't, I haven't really done any official tests, but the distance that these things go, will go is far more than Bluetooth. Than, I, know, I know it uses Bluetooth. It's like Bluetooth augmented by that W1 chip or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that thing does, but the, the distance is way better than Bluetooth. Not only can you go to the next room, but I mean, I can go to a, a room on the other side of my house where I've got three walls between me and it doesn't, has not been dropping out. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's and I and I actually saw online. I've, I've, after noticing that, I got curious and kind of searched the web and found some guy that did a, a test. And yeah, the AirPods got much further than Sanders stuff. And then Apple has another. It might be a Beats. There's a Beats like head kind of headphone type headset, bigger. Yeah, it's got the W1 chip, yeah. and that thing went like 300 yards, wow. or maybe 100 yards, 300 feet, I guess. 300 feet. That's amazing. That is amazing because there are plenty of times I'm on a phone call and I want some coffee. <laughs> And I'm tethered to my machine because I have my headphones plugged in. The other thing that's nice about not having a cord is there's there's no chance of like screwing up. Like, I mean, if you have a headphone plug that you have to plug into your phone, I mean, if you push that thing wrong, you can actually, not only can you screw up your headset, no big deal, it's buying a headset, but you can screw up your phone, right? I mean, th- you know, think about computers, like laptops that, where the power goes in. I mean, that's one thing I always liked about MagSafe because before that, I mean, I, I destroyed laptops simply by ripping the, the power socket off of the motherboard. And then you have just to get a new laptop at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's no chance of like screwing up your phone because you have a cord. Uh, well, plus also the, for you, you've got the 7, right? 7 Plus, yeah. 7 Plus, mm-hmm. yeah. And you've had to dongle it. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't charge your phone at the same time, right? Because they got rid of the phone jack, right? I don't dongle. Why would I dongle? Because I, I it's lightning, and I have usually the iPhone headset is lightning. Yeah, because 
Oh, you have the head. You have the lightning headset. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you can't charge your phone at the same time. Right. Yeah. Rather, yeah, that's a problem. And of course, that's another benefit of the AirPods. Is I can actually listen to stuff yeah. while charging my phone. So that's kind of mm-hmm. nice. But anyway, back to the cord thing. Another thing. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times this has happened. I'm walking in the house and whatever, and, and my cord. I'm listening. I got them in my ear and my mm-hmm. phone in my pocket, and my cord will get caught on like the doorknob or something. Oh. And they just get ripped out of my ear or ripped out of my phone. I'm just yeah. like, I mean, I'm gonna either lose an eardrum. It's gonna like the the it's gonna create a vacuum and just like rip my eardrum out, <laughs> or like I'm gonna screw up my phone or something. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that I go. Th- I mean, I destroy those headsets all the time. I mean, I go through probably four a year. I mean, once every few months, I'm buying a new headset. Only well, that winter makes it worse because you're tangled up in clothing and coats and depending on like if you put your coat on then put your headphones on now it's on the outside and you can't take your coat off without taking your headphones off put my backpack on it like rips my cord or something it was just yeah you don't realize how how nice it is not to have a cord when you don't have one i guess yeah another thing about the mic um again which i haven't done any kind of like i haven't actually recorded it compared to the quality whatever but you know the problem with these other headsets the corded ones where the mic is kind of in line on the on the cord is those things brush up against your shirt and you'll be talking to someone that where like their mic's brushing, that mic is brushing up against their shirt mm. and it's just like this constant, you know, it's like, oh my God, would you please get your mic off your shirt? But they can't hear it because, because you know, they can't. Self-consciously, I, I will hold the cord yeah. in front of me. And that sucks too. That. that sucks to have to yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, you know, the iPhone 7 Plus, it's already big in my pocket. In fact, I mean, depending on the pants I'm wearing, I mean, it can, my the top of the phone is almost like peeking out of my I'm out of my pocket, right? <laughs> Don't make this weird, John. This does not have to be weird. I was going to say, I mean, do you have some like size envy here with the... <laughs> no. But, but anyway, like, so what... Phone when or I, are when you I happy to my, see me? When I have my normal, you know, lightning headset plugged in, <laughs> you know, the, the the plug on that lightning headset is sticking out and it's the phone is already up at like, the top, of, like kind of where my where my hips are, where like where my, my, where my leg ends. And so if I bend over... If I bend over, if I take a, if I take a, uh, have to do a big step up to something, I'm, I'm always feeling that my headset plug, my, mm, my, yeah. like my hips or my leg is jamming up, jamming into it, and I know it's right. putting stress on it. That's probably why one reason why I got through so many headsets. But I'm always afraid, you know. Also, if I screw up that jack on the phone, then I got to get a new phone. So yeah. again, it's something I don't make sense anymore. So that's the good stuff. You ready for the bad stuff? All right. <laughs> Uh, and these just are kind of no, with the bad stuff. Kind of, huh? It's just started with the bad stuff. So this is um, some of the. This is kind of in no order, but um, there's a noticeable delay when you start audio, and it's not bad. It's probably a like half, when you first put them probably on, half a second. Just, no, like let's say you put them on, and then you hit. You know, you open up your podcast player or your Apple Music and your whatever whatever you're listening, to, and you hit play, and it starts playing. You can see it play. The phone is whatever. It's about a half a second before the. AirPods actually start the sound. Oh, okay. Again, not a big deal. It's just, but something that's noticeable. Out. Yeah. And if you, in fact, if you just practice like, if you, or if you just like do pause, play, pause, play, you'll really notice the delay. Whereas with a, 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 a mm. wired headset, it's it's immediate. Yeah. Um, the, you know, these things are very, it kind of probably goes without saying, very losable, right? And there's, of course, the web's full of articles about, oh, I lost it or whatever. Um. I did hear about that. I heard I heard a lot a lot of people say that they just got in the habit of putting it back in the charger, and once that became natural, they never worried about losing them. Yeah. So and that's why I was wondering, like, because the, this container they go in, it's like it looks like a it looks like floss, oh, a little floss box, right? It looks just like floss. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I don't have to worry about a cord or anything, but like, do I 
do I carry this thing around with me at all times? And in fact, the first day I had him, I went and um, hung out with a friend for a while. And I was like, do I take my floss thing in with him or, do, or can I just take the headset out once I'm inside and put them in my, put the two earbuds in my pocket? Mm, but apparently, the, you question. know, I mean, I, the, I was kind of Googling around and the, the, the standard device seems to be number one, always have the floss with you. So I know this is something I can't, it, I can't go anywhere without now. Huh. Got to have the floss with me. And it's, I almost feel like, um, I know how it feels to be someone who always has to have like an EpiPen or someone who maybe has to have an insulin pump with them at all times. Like I kind of, I'm like, I have to have this device with me at all times. Yeah. So that's rule one. Cardinal rule number two is always use it. So when, if you ever take them out, always put them in the floss. Always. If you, do, if you follow those two rules, probably not going to lose this thing. Yeah. Because this thing also is um, find my iPhone enabled. Like when I, you, you put up find my iPhone, this shows up as like a separate device. Oh, really? Now, well, that's cool. The pr- part of the problem here, though, is that if it's not paired to anything, it can't tell you where it is. <laughs> so I don't quite understand how this works. So you have to just kind it's of just walk Bluetooth. around. It's and- just Bluetooth. Yeah. And, but it, no, it pulls it up on a map. and shows you where it is on a map. But if it's not paired with anything, or if you left it somewhere and nothing's paired with it, I don't think it can, I don't think it can uh, phone home just to tell the Maybe server it where it's keeps at. track of the last known location. Mine? Eh, but like when you walked could. away from it? Yep. It also has that, you know, you can, it has the thing where you can undefine my iPhone and you go to the, the Air, uh, AirPods, you can, there's a play a sound. So if like it's lost in your house somewhere, you can't know where it is, you can tell it to play a sound. And oh, so that's this, cool. I didn't know that. I couldn't that. get to play a sound. You can't? I couldn't get it to play a sound. Apparently it has to be paired in order to play a sound. So if it's not paired or, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what it was, but the thing was shut. So it's like, yeah, it has to be, you have to open the lid so it turns on and then it'll pair to your phone. And then it'll, I'm like, well, how does that do any good? I, so, I don't know. Maybe it does. I, I couldn't get it to play the sound. Hmm. But supposedly it does. Um, I find it, I find it that it gets along with the same, the same lines of always having to have these, this thing with it. It's, it's kind of fussy. Like with a normal headset, I just, I take it off and like wrap it around my ears or, or I'll just drape it over my shoulders or whatever, or just mm-hmm. set it on my desk. But with this thing, I've got to, I've got to, first of all, I got to, two things I got to take out. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird. They're small. Like you can't just hold them by the candle, like, or by the cord. Like you got to take each one out and you got to open, you know, get this thing, you got to open it up. And then you have to like, they, these is, this is not interchangeable. You got to put the, and, you, and when you're just holding one, I mean, you can't really tell which one it is. It's got a small somewhere. Yeah. Real faintly. It's got like an L, small L and R, but like, you know, it's like, oh, you, so you it's like, put them right it's back like, in the it's right like old USB-A. Like no matter which way you put it in, it always inevitably is the wrong way the first time you try. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's one of those things like Murphy's Law, I guess. But yes, yeah, so you got Then you got to put them in there and close it. And so it's, it's kind of fussy. Now, I think your personality type would absolutely love this. It's so contained and everything yeah. is in it. It's, it's got a place. There's a way it goes. You put it back and you've got this nice little thing of floss that, you know, is holding $160 in technology that, you know, <laughs> so, so perfectly, you know, placed and organized. Well, part of me would love me. That, I find this, I find another this fussy. part of me kind of feels like technology wise, it should know based on the orientation of, cause you can only position it one way in your ear for it to hold. It should yeah. know, it shouldn't have to know that it's right or left because the orientation tells it it's right or left. So the case shouldn't have an orientation. No, but they're different. The left and right are different. They're, sh- they're I know. not symmetric. I mean, they're right. They're, so they're, left they're, fits in the, only in the left, and right. right fits in your ear only mm-hmm. in the right. So the case shouldn't shouldn't care about orientation. Well, why? It's got to fit. They're different, right? They're different. They're not the same. They're not. Oh, yeah. yeah they're actually different. That's why. Yeah. yeah, logically, because they can only fit in your ear a certain way, it can only fit in the case a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. 
And you know, and a corded headset. I mean, it's it's one thing to manage, like because the earbuds are kind of the cord, so it makes up just one unit. With this, there's there's three separate pieces, three separate things: mm-hmm. the, the floss and then the two earbuds. They're all they're all detached, right? So, um, this this is uh, and all these so far have kind of been nits, really. I mean, mm-hmm. but here's something, and this seems like a nit, but it's it's practically probably my biggest problem with this right now. Um. And I hope you don't. I mean, I, I like this, and I'm, I'm very thankful you got this. It's very, very nice of you. <laughs> but I, th- I think I figured you enjoy this analysis. Though. Yeah, no, okay. I do. I do. All right, and I, I, I definitely like them, and I'm definitely going to use them. Um, I don't want you sending this one back. They're mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of these podcast players support um, like extended, I guess, functions or gestures with the with a normal um, headset. Because you know how like an, an iPhone or Android headset, there's there's oh, a yeah. volume up and volume down, yeah. and then there's the the click the ta- the clicker, right? <clears throat> That's right. So some of these podcast apps support, you can almost do like Morse code on the clicker. So like there's a, like a, and they're configurable, but like I think I had mindset for like a two clicks is a fast forwards 30 seconds, three clicks fast or rewinds by 30 seconds or something like 15 seconds, maybe um, short, long skips to the next track, short, mm-hmm. short, long goes to the previous track. And then of course, just a single click is, is pause or play. Well, with these, there's really only they only support two gestures. Now they're programmable, so you can go into in in on the Mac or the phone or whatever you can. Or I guess it's on the phone. You go to Bluetooth and you click the little inf, the little info eye, little eye with a circle on it. Mm-hmm. And there's you know there's you can either double tap on the left one or double tap on the right one. Those are your two gestures. Now you can program them so like one can be Siri, the other can be play pause, or they can also be previous track and next track, mm-hmm. right? So I've I've experimented because my podcast player it actually maps previous track and next track to rewind a configurable number of seconds or fast forward a configurable number of seconds. So that's kind of what I what I like. So a while I've, from like a day I had it on, you know, left left double tap was rewind, mm-hmm. right double tap was fast forward. Then I found like I really was missing the ability to stop because I, you know, if someone starts talking to me, I want to stop immediately. So I'd really just, so I changed it to I think today. I bet, that's where you pull it out of your ear, though. You can, but then you're holding it, and it's and then I I'm afraid I'm I'm afraid I'll set it down. So I don't want to pull it out. I want to leave them in there because sometimes it's only I don't know. It's just mm. I could pull it out. <laughs> don't make it weird. I'm not. I'm don't trying. It not. <laughs> it's the looks you give me though. That's what makes it weird. So so that's a bummer. There's only so I'm going from one I guess five gestures to this thing only supports two. So I got to pick which two I want. See, and I I I heard that feedback on the reviews, and I thought, ha. Jeremy has a watch. He can control those things with his watch. So that's my next thing. Right. So anytime, I think on any music or podcast podcast player, you know, if you have the Apple Watch, it brings up a special screen while something's playing. And right. It's got, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got your rewind button, your fast forward button, and then a pause button. So that kind of works. The problem is, yeah, it's got volume, but you have to tap into... Well, you should be able to use your crown. Well, at least, well, it depends. That doesn't work. Music, for me, music uses the crown for volume. It so, does? Yeah. Well, I'll try, I haven't tried the crown for that. On When I have a podcast playing, there's this volume button and you tap that and then it brings up a, a slider with a plus and minus button that you have to do. Yeah, I'm and not sure about the podcast app, but and if you the switch, music app on your watch will do volume with crown. Okay, I'll have to try that. So that kind of works. My problem with that generally is that I've got, because I have the Series Zero watch, it's so damn it slow. There's, so there's sometimes some I'm just like, I'm waiting yeah. or just like doesn't come up or it's, or I tap a button and nothing happens. I tap it again and nothing happens. And I finally I tap it a third time and then about three seconds later, you can see it registers the tab. Darn. This is Jeremy saying that uh, Christmas, you better get a new watch <laughs> from me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so the pairing, the, pa- the pairing experience is really good. It's like far better than Bluetooth. You just hold this next, you open it up, hold it next to your phone, and immediately this, you get like this share sheet that comes up. Or wonder not can a share I turn sheet, my phone on and see when you open it? You have to wrap it right next to the phone. Oh, right. It's like next. NFC almost that has to be uh-huh. that close. But it's a parody immediately, no weirdness or whatever. And then you know, I think it, it, and on my on my Mac, it it immediately showed up because I paired it with my phone. So I think your phone tells your Mac that because I think it uses your iCloud account. So anything that's on your iCloud account, yeah. like, it immediately knows now knows that you have this. That, that is one nice thing about being part of the board. It's, exactly, <laughs> it's I know for better or worse, there there are some nice things to, yeah. to being in a in a uh, monoculture ecosystem. Um, one thing that though that's not great is. So let's say I've got a pair, I'm using my with my phone and then mm-hmm. I sit down on my computer and I want to Skype with someone on my computer and so I want to and now I want them to be driven by my computer. Well, I actually have to maybe there's a better way I don't know, but I have to go into into Bluetooth. But I have to do the little Bluetooth thing, go to Jeremy's AirPods and then click connect. Uh, and it's pretty fast. It doesn't. It's not as slow as Bluetooth normally is, but it's still. It's just like I wish there was some. I wish I could read my mind. Know that I want it to be driven by my computer now, or or better yet, let's say it's paired to my my computer. Or my computer's actively controlling it, and my phone rings. I've already got them in. I wish it would just like switch to the phone somehow. But then again, that could be super interrupting if you didn't want to answer the call, and you're let's say you're on Skype or something on your computer, and it took it took you away from Skype and sent you over to your phone. That would be. I could uh, see that. However, I usually have my headphones plugged into my computer, and so when I get a call, even though it's on my phone, I can answer it on my computer, and I'll do that. I'll answer my phone on my computer because that's integrated. Yes. What do they call that? Um, uni- it, something it, unification or something? I guess, but that's, that's it, pretty cool. It comes across as FaceTime, basically. I think it uses the FaceTime app to do that. And so it, it shows up as, as a FaceTime so. call. That's really cool. That's still people like uh, Windows people are still amazed by that. I, I saw someone the other day was amazed that I, um, they're like, oh my God, are you texting from your computer? Because I was, yeah. Like, and because it supports <laughs> SMS now too. You can do SMS texting or whatever. And that's, that it doesn't people. support the new, the new images and apps and things like that on iMessage yet. Well, it doesn't? iMessage doesn't support the new, like you can send an image technology and what? What are you? T- you tell me you can't send an image through iMessage? No. Whenever you're on your phone, you can click images and you get all these gifts because it's a, it's oh. an app yeah, yeah. that you can send stuff right. with, and it doesn't have that. Isn't in that iMessage. weird? Uh, does High Sierra not support that? Mm-mm. By the way, High Sierra still, I mean, Bile reports major problems, and I don't know how to get my computer to stop bugging me to upgrade to it. <laughs> it won't stop. You don't know this because you're already on you're already on High Sierra, yeah. right? Every I think every, about every other day, maybe it's every day. It's tell ask me to upgrade, and join I don't us. have any option. Join us, be no, one of us. No, one of us. I'm not going to join your bug. You do have to update, Jeremy. You have to. I will eventually, but I, I'm no. I'm, you got to get rid of the Intel bug. D- now, did they not do that even for Sierra? They didn't patch it. There's like no backporting whatsoever. I, don't know. I was wondering that because I was wondering about we people did, with older phones. About, we did not talk about how Salesforce is handling. What is their official? Did they even make? I mean, what's the status with Salesforce and was it Meltdown? I, I think most companies are not. Talking about it. That's totally not true. AWS, big whole thing about it. Well, Google, yeah, they big whole have thing about to it. because they're hosting a bunch of crap. But No, Salesforce, here it is. We just didn't read it. Salesforce, it's in hell. Salesforce, how Salesforce addressed Spectre and Meltdown. Let's read this. So this is this is something that, this is Salesforce stuff, but if you didn't say for the after show, you wouldn't have got this. <laughs> not that it's available immediately on Salesforce's hell, but okay, this, the security team could, Continuously monitors our systems for any evidence of attempts to exploit vulnerabilities, exploits such as Spectre and Meltdown. At this time, we have no indications of attempts to get target Salesforce systems using to get to target Salesforce systems using these vulnerabilities. So basically, they're doing nothing about it. Wow, interesting. Good luck with that one. Okay. 
Uh, what else? I mean, I mean that does make sense. I mean, you have to be able to access that system in order to exploit it, but they have so much security in, in order to access that system. How would you exploit that vulnerability? Yeah, it's not like Salesforce hasn't been exploited. It has. I mean, it's, it's possible. It, it's it. possible if they could trojan their way in through one of their app, one of their vendor applications that they use. There are so many vectors in. It's you know, it's a very hard job to prevent uh, those things. But anyway. What else? Um, oh, yeah. So as far as switching between the computer and the... Also, it's, it's, I wrote down, it's like, I think it's about five to 10 seconds. So it's something it'd be... If it was... The fact that you have to manual switch, that's fine. It'd, it'd be nice if it was faster. Yeah. It's still way faster than Bluetooth, though. I mean, sometimes Bluetooth's like, you go, you want to you pair... Let's Because you can... Most Bluetooth devices, actually, they can only be paired to one thing. So you actually have to, would have to unpair your phone and then pair, not connect and disconnect, but actually go through that pairing protocol. Yeah. Uh, but even Bluetooth devices that support being paired to more than one thing, getting them to getting the one device to let go so the other one can connect to it is sometimes like it can take minutes and it's, it's super frustrating. I have that problem with my, uh, I was going to say the A word, but the Echo. Oh, yeah. It has a hard time yeah. pairing and unpairing. And I've only got one device, but even that. So I was using it on calls today. Uh, on I think it was, on main, it was mainly on Skype, but I was getting uh, kind of like regular kind of garbles. And I'm not sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure it was it was the AirPods probably, going on, but I'm, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. It's probably the network. I've noticed for some reason. Well, what network? I'm not. It's not on a network because it's Bluetooth. They're just direct I mean, services. Huh? I noticed a lot of online services just crapping out lately. I don't know. But if I don't get these when I have it. It's not any sound I'd ever heard before. So any, oh, okay. I'm, anyway, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure that it was it was the AirPods. So I'm going to hold judgment on that. But um, I, what, just, I, just, I was going to say because I've noticed for some reason lately a lot of my just connect devices where I'm using my cell phone or something and I'm wired with headphones. Um, just a lot of garble. Yeah. Just like networks in general are, are taxed. And even my, my bars on my phone have been really low. Uh, like that, for some reason, there's just a lot of interference. It's because in we don't have right net now. neutrality anymore, John. We don't have what? That's because we don't have net neutrality anymore. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I was making lunch today, warming some stuff in the, up in the microwave in the kitchen. And one thing for sure, fish. one thing for sure. No, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't bring used fish. Leftover fish or whatever. Ugh. Yeah, I wouldn't. Some people around here, man, they put some weird stuff in that microwave. It stinks. Um, but the microwave knocks them out. Really? Yeah. Had that microwave going, and it was just it was cutting out constantly, and which is weird because I mean I'm I'm had my phone with me. It's like right next to the phone. So wow. Um, I also have this problem that when I'm using them, and I don't know if it's only when I'm on calls or if I'm just listening to music because I was I was only on calls when this is happening, but it was conflicting with my keyboard and mouse. I was losing keyboard and mouse my Bluetooth keyboard and mouse, but it was only when I was using the headset. I think, I think Apple in general, well, you're not on the latest OS. See, I was, I was attributing it to an OS issue, but I've been having issues with Bluetooth in general. Yeah. I know they had issues with Bluetooth in previous versions and then later versions address some of it, but I'm still having issues with Bluetooth. So I've always had the problem where maybe once a day, like my keyboard, like my keyboard will stop working or my trackpad. And then a few seconds later, I get the little thing that comes up that says, we have lost connection, your keyboard's lost connection. But then then like three seconds later, it comes right, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's always happened. Again, like once or twice a day, something like that. Kind of annoying, but not a huge deal. Uh, This was happening every 15 seconds or so. I I just lose keyboard and mouse. And I didn't get that Bluetooth thing. Bluetooth thought, or my computer never said, oh, we've lost a connection with Jeremy's keyboard. We've lost a connection with Jeremy. Never got that. It just, I don't know. And I still don't. I'm not sure it was a headset. I'm gonna because it was it was today only. So we gotta. It could be. I mean, that's the only new thing you've introduced. Yeah. So um, last night, my the left one just like stopped working. I don't know why. 
And huh. I just, I think, it, I think the battery was, I think the battery died on it. But I put it back in the thing and, and I don't know, tried to feel it hours later, stopped work, started working again. Hmm. Um, but on battery, because I think it was battery. So I thought I read somewhere that these things last like seven hours. But it turns out the five hours, I think. Turns out that the, I think it's only like, I don't know, it's only like two hours. So I, um, this morning, they were fully, they were fully charged, got on calls, mm-hmm. had two one hour calls. Halfway into the second call, they, the batteries died and I had to switch to a headset. I was kind of afraid of that. I wasn't sure what the lasting power was for a call. Because my mic was, so here's the thing. If you're just listening to music, I don't think the mic is on. If yeah. you're listening, if you're on a call and, in, and the mic's engaged, then that's more power. Yeah. And so I think, I don't think you get two hours if you're on calls. So this thing is not a thing if you're on a lot of calls. It just, yeah. Um, but the, so I think that's also part of like putting them back in the thing. This thing does charge them and it's got a decent amount. I think it can recharge them like, like fully charge them. I think like four times and it doesn't take long either. So if, even if you just have five minutes between a call or something, I think mm-hmm. if you put them in there for five minutes, even I think you're fine. Actually, I think you can get through another one hour call, mm-hmm. but it was, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, wow, that's not, of course they are itty bitty and lightweight. So how much you can't put, you, can, you can't pack much battery in there. But. Yeah. I think, I think my, my big, my biggest concern is, is because the type of batteries that the, what lithium batteries, yeah. they degrade over time. They I think do. over, yep. I think it's something you have to replace. Yep. Um, sometimes I'll take them out of the thing and put them in my ears and I hit play and like nothing happens. In fact, I think I further refined this down to if you're listening to something, whether it's music or podcast or whatever, and you like, say you double tap to pause. Mm-hmm. You only have a certain amount of time to double tap to get it to play again. I think after like five minutes, they're just they're just off, and double tapping does nothing. I don't know if it stops listen, it stops listening for taps or what. But I've just so what do you have to do? You I just, just go back to my phone and hit hit play for my phone, and then it, oh. it wakes them up and they play again. That's interesting. Yeah, it's good to know. Um, you know, back to the battery thing. I I was wondering, like, gosh, am I, is my battery already low or what's going on here? And I also found out, I heard a weird chime. I didn't know what it was, but there's a there's actually a do 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 chime that you'll hear. That means that that means it's about to die. You have like 30 seconds. <laughs> but you can't, I want to check the battery status on my call. And I, I realized that that, because I, I ended up Googling around. I'm like, why is this not showing? It wasn't showing up in battery or anything. I couldn't, you, know, you have to put them in the thing and you have to open it and then put it near your phone. And then the thing will come up to show you your battery status. Oh, that's why you can't check the battery size while you're using them. Even the Apple Pen is, I, I mean, the, the pen can be just out sitting on your desk and it'll tell you what the battery power yeah. is on that. And I think maybe because it's, you know, the way Bluetooth works, maybe it's using the, the Bluetooth streaming and when it's because it's streaming audio, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe when it's doing that, it, it, there's no other, there's not like a back or another side channel for data for it to be telling mm. something what the battery status is. Or maybe the W1 chip should fix that. Maybe W2 know. needs to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, W1.1, maybe. Yeah. No, we're going to go on full two, two. Okay. two. That's true. Yeah, major revision. Semantic here. versioning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's, yeah, that's my, that's my update. So, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, you know, it's very Apple-like in that it's, it's got a lot of advantages. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's definitely like, I don't know, the next step. And, but it also feels like a version one product. Yeah. In a lot of ways. But no, it's, I like them. I think cool. I'm going to, I think I'm going to get more spoiled on the no cord thing it's just really nice in so many ways and like i mean just like little things like i last night when i was changing i realized oh because i was changing from like blue jeans into sweatpants because again blue jeans for me there's like fancy pants 
Like if I get dressed up, it's blue <laughs> jeans, right? Other than that, it's sweats. Yeah. So I changed it from my fancy pants into my sweats. <laughs> and I realized, oh, I don't have to take my phone out of my, because I'm usually like listening to something or whatever. I got yeah. my phone in my pocket with my you know, corded headset on. Right. Like, I don't have to take, I can just take my phone out, set it down. And, not have to, right. and I don't have to worry about. Be honest. How many times have you gone to the restroom with your headphones on? Because you don't have to have your Probably, phone. I don't know. Every time I've gone, I guess. I don't know. That, that is a nice feature. You don't have to take your phone in the bathroom yeah. with you. But no, I, I could just set my phone down and then walk over and grab my sweats. Not have to worry about either carrying the phone with me or, yeah. or taking my headset out. I just keep listening to whatever I was listening to. And I, it's kind of funny because I did that without even thinking about it. And then I was halfway through changing. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't have to worry about this. this you know, so I think, there's, I think I'm going to get, you know, accustomed and spoiled on that. Yeah, I think the no cord thing is definitely the biggest attraction to it. Um, I'm well, it sure. better be because that's like the, that's the main feature, right? That's the main selling point. Well, yeah, I mean, all the other features have to be good enough to where you just like, yeah, the no cord thing is not enough to make me keep using these. So I think it's done that right, or at least for you. Yeah. It's, it's able to make that argument. You know, you're like, okay, it's worth it. Yep. You know, there's enough pros here, yeah. you know, that I can keep using it. But I mean, to me, that's a good thing because as technology gets better, as they get better, as they advance this, it can only get better, right? Um, yeah, I mean, well, that, that, and there's, there's a ton of companies out there competing too, because of the popularity of them. Right. So, I mean, competition, advancements in technology, hopefully will make this a, a thing to where we're not really excited about it anymore. It's just a thing. Yeah. I mean, cords are a thing. We right. just deal with them. Yeah. So yeah, overall good product. Got some quirks and some of them I can, I can just learn. I mean, once I learn what I need to do with it. In mm-hmm. terms of like keeping the battery charged, whatever, you know, you get you get to where you can work with it. And there's other things that are just gonna be things that just it's just the way it is, and version two will hopefully fix some of these things. Oh, cool. But I think this is I don't have a um a wireless charger yet, but I think this is well wireless charge, right? Yeah, this should be the version two of the case, right? Because they, 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 unless, they, they re- unless you cheaped out and bought me the old one used. No, or I went directly to Apple, <laughs> I went to the store, I you know, I I mean, I think truth this, be told, I think it's wireless charging. Truth be told, I wanted to get you that, but they weren't going to be available. They're hard to get. I know. They're hard and to so get. I got. I I said, okay, well, I'll get something else. Oh. And then, so this is actually the first idea that you got now, mm. and this is the the alt idea. I say, I always go with your first your first intuition. Well, it wasn't going to come in time, and I was trying to, I was trying to get it. You know. Yeah. Well, well John, do you have any? Uh, after show material? No, I think you covered it. I got to yeah, pee. I know, I did. We're two hours in, so. <laughs> what do you think of this whole after show thing? Better to keep the the. I like it because I think we can, stuff we can separate? take this kind of other stuff, the stuff that we just kind of want to just wax on. Is that, is that? <laughs> I think so. It's a jazz term. <laughs> some, there's some scatting. Yeah. You can do some scatting in that. Just wax show. and scat. <laughs> well, and I don't feel bad about it. I mean, I could talk about beer, my latest beer for 30 minutes, and I'm, I don't have to feel bad about it. Because yeah. after, once we finish the, the the primary, the official show, like, if you want to stick around and talk to us, you know, on the set afterwards, whatever, that's up to you. If you don't, yeah. then you leave. That's fine. So I, I like I, it. It's, it's guilt-free discussion. I, I think it's going to be a thing. I like it. All right. Okay, John. Well, you already said your sign-off, so we can't yeah, say that. I don't, I don't yeah, have to say it. I just, just say, screw you guys. Yep. I'm going home. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to pee. And I could say that. Okay. <laughs>